and I hate what those fucking stupid ass fucking commies have done to the city. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hey, Larry, no big deal. Only episode 100. 100, baby, 100. 100 episodes of Rage. How'd that happen? Um, One at a time. One rage at a time. So we did it. Um, And is the rage uh, going down or the rage going up? It seems like still going up. Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, the whole planet's in rage now. Well, we, we started it. We, maybe we did. We're incendiary. We're like, we have a show. Been doing it now for, what, about two years? And it's like, we're going to call it Planet Rage. Yeah. Because it harkened back to that old time radio kind of sounding thing. Where uh, the when everybody tuned into the radio, rather than being tied to their little devices so we're just trying to do the same kind of a thing hell yeah in that same kind of a vein i mean before anybody gets worried 26 shot five killed in chicago this weekend whoa okay so we're looking at uh 25 percent no i'm sorry 20 percent all right it's a decent kill ratio it's about average yeah okay and how's the weather been yeah weird weird it's been enough (laughs) what's weird well tomorrow the forecast is 78 degrees so a little oh, wow weird. that's pretty toasty for late october yeah Chicago, right? on thanks on not thanksgiving on halloween which is one week after tomorrow the wow. forecast high is 40 degrees so it's going to change a little mm, yeah it's going yeah. to change a little bit but uh we'll see how that affects the shootings mm-hmm. i know we're really bad with marketing on our show but i'd like to market everybody else out there the guy on youtube peter santangelo i think his name is I'm, i always think i'm getting it wrong but i think i'm right with it okay he is in the middle of a chicago series and he just released a day or two ago a 90 minute video of a ride along with the guy that was a 32 year i believe veteran cop who just retired last year in november so he knows what's going on in chicago some very interesting stuff i'll bet yeah it's like yeah there's places in chicago that are nice they're beautiful and then (laughs) there are those areas you just don't want to go into yeah but episode 100 a lot of booster gram while we're doing this live they're still open this is beautiful what what's our troll room troll room tally looking like where are the trolls are they hanging out in the troll room of course the Reverend Dr. Pfeiffer causing trouble. Omega Project, NetNed, Captain Oblivious. Let's see. Let me query Doug and he'll tell us. Doug. 82 right now. All right. That's good. That's a good start. 
yeah. got to get people. We got to get it over a hundred. Otherwise, the show is over. If we don't make it over a hundred by the end of the yeah. show, it's the last kill show. Ourselves. It's- we have a suicide pact. <laughs> really. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how this show started was <laughs> because of an argument with a troll. People yeah. forget the great hairy hamster trolled the lovely and talented Ryan Bemrose so much. You, you forgot fabulous. The fabulous Ryan Bemrose. They okay. caused a rift in podcasting. Incredible. He got he drove a wedge between you guys. But unfortunately, it didn't last. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's grumpy old Ben's is still there, even though people are like, oh, the show's dead. Like, no, we just, we, we, well, here's the funny thing. We just, we record the shows now. We just don't release them. I mean, we're like, well, what's the, what's the point of releasing the shows? So you are a big a Billy Idol fan. So it's like talking with myself or dancing with myself. Exactly. Podcast, right. With Podcasting with myself. That's, there's, there's a song that needs to, uh, needs to be written, make its way to no agenda for the pre-show mix. Adam would definitely play a Billy Idol cover, which was, you know, potting with myself or something like that. Make it sound even dirtier. That's even more fun. Sure. Sure. And we have a couple different things for today's show where the number one donor is going to get a prize pack. That's right. Maybe we should do something for the number one booster as well. Maybe. Yeah. And uh, the numbers were not huge with as far as how many people came in, but those that did have been very generous. So everybody's probably going to get something. There you go. That way there nobody walks away a loser. Well, except you, Ned, Ned, you are going, you're going to be <laughs> not doing well. Wait a minute. Now you're not, you're not <laughs> dipping a big toe into that participation trophy trough. Are you? Oh, do I get, yeah. Do I see if now, if I do a rage, can I win? No. Next, wait, no. Wait, is there, if were there rules of this? Oh, I didn't yeah, sign off on rules. that. You're, you're one of the hosts. You don't get to win. Damn. Yeah. Like, what if I came in with a different voice? That would be totally no. different. No. No. Okay. No. That that seems only seems fair. That only Apropos seems of nothing. I I some you know I was surfing. I'm always surfing, looking for clips, and I saw this clip. I I never watched the show, but it was Keith Richards with Jimmy Fallon. Okay. And Keith was like banging around on this acoustic guitar, and Jimmy said, "Give me some jumping jack flash," and Jimmy just took off on. Probably the single best Mick Jagger impression I have ever seen or heard. I mean, that guy's fucking scary good. It's like, wow. Like, he doesn't need it. So, if you're saying if Mick drops, Keith could just keep going. He could. He could. And you know, I'm not easily impressed, but holy shit. Well, the fact that he can still play, I mean, at this. Well, yeah. Yeah. Those fingers are looking awfully gnarled. Um, Well, yeah, which is why he has to play differently now. Oh, yeah. Sure. Which makes sense because the yeah. ability to move your fingers quickly at his age has yeah. to be a little bit less than he had. Yeah. I made the comment the other day that I remember when I got into music really, which was in 1980 when John Lennon was shot and I start listening to a lot of the Beatles, but my parents also had some stones. And I remember throughout the eighties when they re- it was I think the Stones, yeah, the Undercover of the Night, that album came out. And I was like, wow, I can't believe these guys are still going in the 80s. <laughs> right? So oh, I'm yeah. looking today like, wow, 90s, 2000, 2010, like, wow. Yeah. Have you seen their big hit? They're, you know, angry? Well, I did that because <laughs> that was uh, the video for that 
Oh, it's gold. I couldn't miss it because the way I do searching on YouTube for videos for this show. Yeah. One of the things I search for is angry. Now, all you see is the hot blonde in that oh video. That chick, a uh, smoking hot blonde, leather clad, gyrating on the rear deck of a red Benz on Sunset Boulevard. I mean, holy shit. They know how to make a video. Somebody, somebody very smart's at the helm. And then all, all them, the stones popping out of billboards looking right. as they did in 1967. <laughs> right, right. Because nobody wow. wants to see the current stones. No, no. So it was, it was absolute fucking genius. And the song is such a throwback. I mean, somebody must have just said, hey, guys, just fucking do what made you famous. Do that again. And they did. The woman is named Sydney Sweeney, as Lavish is pointing out. Wow. Sydney. And, hmm. uh, Made a hell of a video there. Yeah. 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 And on one of the tracks called Bite My Head Off, mm. it just has a mean, gnarling bass line. And that was played by none other than Sir Paul McCartney. Which really, that's impressive. Yeah. I guess the one of the guys, and I don't remember the guy's name, one of the producer type dudes who had been working around with the Stones gave Paul McCartney a Hoffner bass like he had back in the day, (laughs) but with a special like fuzz circuitry inside of it. Mm, Right. So he gave it to Paul and Paul's like, "Um, okay, uh, but I don't understand. I have a Hoffner bass. And he's like, press that button. And he hit that. And all of a sudden you start getting that, that sound that you'll hear on that track out. Mm. And I guess Paul plugged in and Mick and Keith were like, well, you're not leaving until you play on a track. So, uh, yeah. So it is an odd combination. Like finally, I mean, I know they played together in live settings here and there, but it's like it took what sixty years for the yeah, Isn't that nuts, <laughs> really. Well, they still pretend that there is a a rift between them, which is hilarious. Oh sure, I think that's why they liked him and McCartney. Yeah, they're nothing, nothing but a blues band, you know. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> One of the more, you know, the Mick Jagger pointed out maybe, or maybe it was Keith Richards that. The one thing we never got to see was the Beatles touring once you had the crowds, the technology and everything that we have had since the you know mid to late 80s and beyond. And the backing tracks. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> How much is actually live? How much is not? You don't know. Except you when you see videos, Motley. and again, I know your Motley Crew, right? I was going to say, I don't know how much of it is fake, but when the drums start before the drummer brings his hands down, yeah, before he's and even sitting at the drum kit, you're like, "Oops!" And that bass is thumping when you're clapping your hands over your head, Nikki. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and it, yeah, Andrew Watt was the guy that gave the um, the bass, and the clip custodian knows that everybody in the troll room knows more about our show than we do. I'm sure that's true. I don't think that's a bad thing. No small amount of pride in that as well. It's the way it should work. It's, you know, this is something that we have learned from no agenda is you don't want listeners. You want producers. Yeah. And you're able to feed the information to us live. And we we have to get Larry a a way, you know, to slowly wean him into the troll room during the show. All right. What's the address? I'm going to see. I'm going to type it in here right now. Down. See if I can. Uh, if I can. If I can do two things at once, which isn't easy. Trollroom.io is one of the ways to get there. Trollroom.io. And everybody, when they start, it becomes very distracting. But then you just have to learn to 
multitask in a way and ignore a lot of it. You know, anything that NetNet says, just ignore that part. Okay. And everything will then be golden. All right. I just clicked let me in. And uh, now I see it's not an easy process. And NetNet just said Planet Rage was built in 1806 as an import-export of troll oils from the far west. That's very true. Wow. We've been around for a long time. Long time. Okay. This being episode number 100 and all. Now, we did have a couple of people that submitted rage clips. I don't know if any are going to come in late during the show. That may be harder for me to uh, to figure out, but we're going to keep on watching it as the boostograms roll in. We'll get around to those. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an interesting show. Yes. Now, the people that have sent in, I mean, this is good odds on winning a prize. And I thank Billy Bones for coming in. Mm-hmm. He does a podcast called A Walk Through the Mind. And I was like, hey, there were a bunch of podcasters. I checked a lot of you over on No Agenda Social. Like, hey, who can do the best rage? Mm-hmm. And Billy Bones came in with four and a half minutes of rage, which, whoa, that's. Uh, <laughs> and I, know, I think his note was almost exactly like, yeah, well, here's your four and a half minutes of free content. <laughs> <laughs> he found us hey. out. <laughs> Yeah, you go. Shh, don't tell anybody. Yeah, this is how we do the show. We let other people do the show. Actually, we don't, but there are a lot of shows out there that do do that. You're very right. And it's uh, it's kind of a cheat, I think. I'm not going to mention names, but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, they know. Yeah. yeah. In the morning, Darren, Larry, Philip. And I will say thank you, Billy Bones, for getting thank that. You. Um, you're going to notice on every other almost submission that we have. The CSB factor has taken place and nobody actually calls us Darren and Larry. There are CSB isms of uh, what names are being used. But Billy, you did it right. So thank you. Thank you. In the morning, Darren, Larry, fellow ragers. As the weather is changing to a little bit cooler seasons, the time to rage is or the thing to rage about. People who don't take the time to defrost their fucking windows. People who take no time to warm up their car and they only scrape away enough of the ice or whatever condensation on their window that makes them think that they're driving an A1 or an M1 Abrams tank down the road in fear of enemy sniper fire so that way they can just barely see through the little slit in their windshield. Last night I plugged in my car not because it is a electric vehicle. No, it is an American made F-Series pickup with a block heater. Something that keeps the coolant mm. and oil just a little bit warm. Doesn't bring it up to operating temperature right as soon as you fire it up. But right as soon as you fire it up, there's warm air that's coming through the air vents. And it takes no time at all for the vehicle to warm up. Now, I still let it warm up for 10 minutes. Make sure my car is nice and healthy because I like taking care of my equipment. But plenty of other people don't. And even before I had this block heater installed, I'd sit there and I'd let the car warm up for 20, 25 minutes. One, for the engine. Two, so I could see out the freaking window. Feel- okay, why did you censor yourself there, Billy Bones? You, yeah, is this vehicle diesel? I don't and think where so. where does he live? I, 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 don't, where, I thought it was like in Tennessee, which is it that, that cold what? at this point. Tennessee? Yeah, I can't be. No, I'm thinking it's got to be, you know, north of uh, the Yukon. It's 80 degrees in Tennessee, according to the clip custodian. But I've seen a lot of people in Chicago playing this game of, 
Oh, I can, I can barely see. I can see. I get, there's a little bit of my windshield I can see through. Yeah, that's so wrong. He's got a good rage there. Yeah. I feel like taking out pedestrians or other people. And also on this vein of cars and cold, review back to the magazine that I get to read, Motor Trend, and how much they suck the ESG dick. I'm sure the Jelly Green Giant is getting jealous. Yeah, now there. Yeah. Hey, man, I've been reading those fucking magazines probably since, uh, you know, issue one. And Motor Trend was always the dick magazine. Car and Driver was always much better. Yes. Window. Don't feel like taking out pedestrians or other people. And also on this vein of cars and cold, review back to the magazine that I get to read, Motor Trend, and how much they suck the ESG dick. I'm sure the Jolly Green Giant is getting jealous about how much coverage that sh- that's getting because Motor Trend sings the praises and thinks that EVs are the next hot ticket. They're mm. garbage. At least the electric vehicle, the work truck that I had a few years ago, year and a half, I had to drive an electric vehicle. And granted, I was towing or hauling quite the amount of stuff. So every time you went up the hill, you watch that battery charge drip down just and as soon as you decided that it was cold out you wanted to use the heater you know maybe to like defrost the windshield or whatnot the fan would make noise there would be something that would resemble warm air not hot warm air coming from the vents and that would destroy the battery charge now luckily this work truck advertised as a hybrid but not a hybrid you had to put it in park with the e-brake on and the generator would kick on to recharge the battery. It would only run for a max of 30 minutes and maybe get you like 15% battery. Someone made a good deal, not my company, on getting that vehicle. But if you wanted to stay warm, the best situation for that was the seat warmer, but only the driver got a seat warmer. Damn the rest of the people in that uh, Hmm. vehicle. You just get to suffer, especially because I'm not turning on the heater, what's called a heater, just to kill the battery so that way we can get stranded and then get yelled at by management for getting stranded. And so all these people with their EVs, let alone the fact that batteries don't like to deal with the fluctuations in temperature, really cold hurts the charge and really hot hurts the charge. And who knows if you're even allowed, according to how cars are built and programmed and all this other stuff now, because they're not just kind of built to be cars, whether or not you can set it up so that way the windshield is defrosted. As you plug it in overnight, I think that would be a genius idea. That is one of the benefits of EVs is you don't have to worry about waiting for it to warm up. You just hit that go button and away you go. You're off. Don't have to worry about the engine warming up or whatnot. But again, you still have to worry about that AC and the the heater coils sucking away that battery power. Makes me think of old manager back in the day, back in probably 60s when he was growing up. He had a French car that had no heater. It had a gasoline engine, but the French people of this company wanted to save a couple of pennies, and they didn't install heat. And he bitched about living in Idaho in the cold winters, having that (laughs) car, wondering what the hell they were thinking. At least Volkswagen Beetles, with their air-cooled engines, had pipes that ran underneath the vehicle and then gave you at least some sort of air. Probably hotter air than whatever the hell my electric work truck gave me but that's it that's the rage congratulations on 100 episodes gentlemen keep it up thank you billy bones thank you billy bone and And you know what for the uh 
the dissertation on uh, why EVs suck. And I'm with you 100%. I hope to see them go the way of uh, new Coke, COVID <laughs> vaccines. Uh, you know, what other blunderous fucking inventions have there been? Many. Well, the beauty is the air conditioning in the winter works great on electric vehicles. Yeah. And the heat in the summer, same thing. It's great. It's great. Keeps you nice and warm. Yeah, but well, these are all things I'm reading that- is that is that these things are, are just, you know, sitting on dealer lots and they're not selling. And I understand all things are propaganda, but almost everything that I see from what appears to be just normal folk who have unfortunately got themselves an electric vehicle buying or leasing, they do not like it. Now, if you live in a warm area and you only drive 20 miles a day, there are some people that love them, but when you are forcing people to buy a vehicle that does not fit their needs, like trying to drive an electric vehicle long distances doesn't work. Trying to drive an electric vehicle when it's 30 below doesn't work. But well, they should be marketed as what they are. You know, they're runabouts, they're exotic, they're, 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 they're golf carts with coach work. Right. Um, Really, you know, and, and they're not new. I mean, one of the first cars ever built was an electric car. When I was a very young kid, the old man took us to Atlantic City and there was a fleet of uh, little buses, little, little short buses, um, and they called them jitneys and they were all electric, which was perfect. And Atlantic City, it's still a little fucking place. So they screwed around for a few hours, put them back, plug them in, you know, okay, that works. But, you know, cross country, get bent. It's a joke. Yeah, it's certainly not going to work. And having the golf carts, there's a reason why. Golf carts are really popular for some like senior communities in California yeah. and Florida, but not in Chicago. Right. Yes. <laughs> you know, because I always thought that'd be cool as a kid. Like before, I was driving a real car. It was like, well, sure. golf cart would be awesome. Would be awesome. Yeah. You don't need to yeah. go far. Your friends don't live that far away. Right. Why do you need a bicycle when you can have a golf cart? Yeah. Could put a nice sound system in there. Yeah. But everybody that's trying to sell you the electric vehicles, they're just trying to take money out of your pocket. Sure. And Actually, for the first time on the road, the day before yesterday, I saw the, the Tesla competitor Lucid, that car. Oh, I've never it's even a, seen one of those. I've, I've, I've read the promos and seen, you know, the artist conceptions, but this was a live rolling version. It's a, it's a pretty good look. I mean, it looks a fuck ton better than Tesla's. I think Tesla's are very ugly cars. All of them. This thing's got some hotlines and it supposedly has did I read maybe a five six hundred mile range which makes it tenable as a you know an interstate vehicle so who knows well and that's it you need the range but you also need the longevity I'm still sitting on cars well using cars yeah. Yeah. from the early 2000s which are now you know getting to be 20 years old sure they still work just fine yeah show me an electric vehicle that's 20 years old that hasn't been yep. if you have to get rebatteried if that's a word mm-hmm. you're spending about what you paid for a brand new car to get new batteries mm-hmm. so these are things that were now built to save the planet <laughs> which they're not <laughs> renewable they're not really reusable it's like again you're like well you're going to save all this gasoline yeah but the cars themselves have a lifespan of probably 10 years or less and isn't that going to piss somebody off when they're five-year warranty is over and the battery on their electric vehicle dies and it's like well we're not replacing that oh yeah i was reading somewhere too that a lot of insurance companies are now dropping they won't insure evs for various reasons so 
It is a scam all the way around. And the insurance prices are going up. I need to go through that process again. Oh, God. Of seeing what's available out there. Yeah. It should be easier with the internet, but magically everything goes up. And ours were not hit as hardly as hard as my parents, but my dad still drives. Now he's in his 80s, so I can understand they're going to be, well, we know you've never had an accident, but. But we think you're ready to. Yes. <laughs> we think not only are you ready to have an accident, but you're ready to take out a family of six crossing the street because <laughs> we need to be covered with uh, mm. with what's coming out. It's not a surprise. It's Biden's America. It is Biden's America. The amount somebody had a meme with an article that said compared to 2020, I believe it was. You have 25% less spending power because of the fact that everything at the grocery store, gas, all that has gone up. Yes. And it's twice as, literally twice as bad when it comes to the housing market because the numbers I'm seeing there are, it's halved from 2020. You're buying power because of the pricing of the homes and the rate you're now paying to get a mortgage. Mm Mm-hmm. If you could afford a $500,000 house, that means two, three years ago, you now can afford a $250,000 house. Thank you, Joe Biden. Thank you, Joe Biden. Yeah. But what do you think Joe. of Billy Bones' rage? He's too calm still. He's a little calm, you know, but we didn't insist on, uh, on, on manic delivery. No, no, that's true. Have, but we didn't. Um, but yeah, I was, it's good rage. I liked it. Yeah. It was, it was building. I liked that. Yeah. Yes made a lot of good points, was not incoherent. A lot of times when people start raging and getting mad, they start losing the thread. Yes, they sputter. And yes, but not Billy Bones. Like I said, he does a podcast called A Walk Through the Mind. Mm-hmm. I'll put a link to that in the show notes, but you should check it out. He's one of the few, and there have been a few more now, but when we first came across Billy Bones, it was like, wow, you're the first millennial. That's not nuts. <laughs> and he does some good stuff there. Now, we have two from a buddy of yours that I know that you follow closely over on YouTube, the Mighty Plantain. Ah, the Mighty Plantain. Yeah, he's a good guy. Does a great show. Mm -hmm. And obviously, he knows how to rage. Oh, yeah. This first one is retail rage, which again, I think we all know your money's going for less. M versus Harpoon Oktoberfest. I am working on it. But every retail experience I have had in the last week and a half has been a fucking nightmare from an hour long hour to an hour and a half to get a fucking pizza that I ordered in advance from Domino's from the pizza <laughs> portal. Portal's fucking empty, folks, to a 45 minute wait that I said fuck you to to at KFC to um uh, anyway, it's been a fucking nightmare week and a half. Um, I went to my local Walmart to pick up the harpoon pack, ball pack, because uh, when your suggestion for the Oktoberfest head to head came through, I drank all the beers. So I need another harpoon <laughs> pack. Fucking Walmart. You I, mean, I think that says everything you need to know. The, Pretty just, much. Just, it's a, you know, yeah, it's a two, two, two word uh, rage. Yeah. Fuck it. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's all. It's really, you could have just stopped right there. <laughs> Fuck. 
fucking Walmart. You go through the regular checkout because you can't take beer through the self-checkout. You get to the regular checkout. It's a 17-year-old fucking kid who can't sell you beer. Right. And then he looks for his shift manager to move you to the next register. No fucking shift manager in sight. Fuck that shit. Fucking Walmart. I said, you know what? I'll fucking get it somewhere else. I didn't. I I was nicer about it. I said, no, that's okay. I'll, I'll just get it somewhere else because I feel for the fucking kid. It's not his fault. Yep. The fucking business's fault. I lost a job back in high school because they uh, were ready to hire me. And they're like, oh, wait, um, you're not 18 yet? I'm like, no. So, oh, well, I was going to hire you for a night shift when everybody else has left the building. And I can't have you working the cash register at a convenience store if you're 17 because you can't sell beer on your own. Fuck. Yeah. Anyway, Walmart can't deal with that shit and figure that shit out. So... Anyway, um, but yeah, I went to the next store down the road and they didn't have the fucking pack. Oh. So I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're not familiar, you know, Chris is, uh, that's his real name. He's a great guy. He lives way the fuck up there. I mean, there's a guy who should never, will never have an EV. He's way up there in Maine. I mean, his neighbors are moose. And I don't mean my silly dog, <laughs> a real animal. And um, he's a great guy, and he's got a marvelous YouTube channel called The Mighty Plantain. And he he has probably drunk every fucking beer in the world, and bourbon and scotch. And he's got a sidekick called Boosh, and the two of them fuck around. They've got a wonderful delivery, a dry sense of humor for a very wet show. And uh, he drinks the he drinks the the pond scum, so you don't have to. And posts fantastic reviews. Everybody, everybody should subscribe to The Mighty Plantain. Yeah, he'll be coming up again. Now, he definitely has the rage. Yeah. He has it going. Does not hold back. We all have retail stories. Yes. I've worked retail. And I lost a job. Although, I mean, really, it was better off that way because working for the pool company (laughs) back in 1986, I believe it was. That was like one of my first jobs. Filling chlorine. Yeah, filling chlorine. Jesus. Moving around five gallon jugs. They don't even use five gallon jugs anymore, I don't believe. No. Because nobody wants to move around that kind of caustic material in that l- level of. Uh, yeah. It's way too heavy. And all of it came in, uh, you know, a truck would just pull up and they had a big ass tank. I don't even know how many thousands of gallons it was that the truck would just come in and put the chlorine into. And then we had to just use a glorified not even as nice as a gas hose that you would use for your car to fill up these five gallon things of chlorine. And on hot days, the fumes and yeah, it was not fun. It was not fun, but there was a point where something happened in the warehouse that one of the guys that was a buddy of the kid that his dad owned the place, fucked it up. Of course they said, I did it. I got fired. I should be happy really for getting fired from that job for something that I didn't do. Yeah. Not that I hold a grudge here. That was 1986. Fuck hold that grudge. <laughs> Why not, right? Slap that. Absolutely. <laughs> Why not? So we'll come back to the uh, Mighty Plantain. He's got some road rage. That's good stuff, yeah. Coming up as well. 
Now this, uh, no beret. You said it really wasn't rage. Is this, well, uh, you know, I guess it was kind of, I mean, everybody's a different definition of rage. I guess I, I was, you know, he's kind of, it's kind of, it's, I guess it's kind of like a controlled low key rage, which, you know, if that's his, his version of rage, good for him. We'll find out. Hey, that Larry show. This is no beret. Totally not a spook. Mopar and pointy chicks forever. Rawr. There you go. <laughs> rawr. That's an ISO, that rawr. Rawr, yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost yes. as good as uh, Keith Olbermann. Yes. And and the Google translation that pops right. up. Right, right. Spells, it, had, it had this, instead of no beret, it said, this is no parade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's what we're calling him from now on. No, from now on, he's no parade. That's it. No parade, baby. Not for you. And uh, and anybody who's wondering about that, he's a huge fan of uh, Chrysler muscle cars, especially the uh, classic, you know, um, Dukes of Hazard uh, Dodge Charger, which I think probably does have the sharpest lines of any muscle car ever built. I'd have to go along with him there. So and pointy chicks, he occasionally he hasn't done in a while. He used to do he kind of took the whole pointy chick franchise from me. And I was happy to, to have that happen because it was a lot of work. Good work, but. And there's and plenty played, of material out there. Yeah, and he would curate these incredible series of uh, four panels of the hottest, mostly brunettes you could possibly imagine. And yeah, he does all, not seem to like blondes. No, no. And it was all safe for work. They were all fully dressed, scantily, but still technically dressed. It's good stuff. And um, Hog Story, that whole reading what Google says, your voicemail said. Yeah. They yeah. have made a show on reading that. Because it gets it so, I mean, I hope it's getting better yeah. with AI. I hope the quality of that is getting better, but uh, one would hope it's going to take a little while to get there. Now, the one that you said is an anonymous rage, I believe, according to a recent troll room visit, that this may be from Sir, 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 Sir. Oh, okay. Otherwise See. known as Chris. To the people I mean, that no know. no idea along with it, but yeah, maybe. We'll find out. Okay. <clears throat> I almost forgot to uh, leave a voicemail uh, on Larry's line. Oh, that's not Chris. This is not Chris. Uh, no. no. No, because also I recall now he, he mentions he's a resident of the state of Michigan. I'm pretty sure Chris is down there in Knoxville. So, Which means yeah. Chris maybe put one in even after. While, the, while we're listening to this, if you want to check, he may have put one in even later. Oh, we have well. a bunch of procrastinators. We do. All right. Well, I'm listening to this. I'm going to check my, my uh, voice. Um, I'm outside the Detroit area, so there's a lot to rage about here. Uh, live in the state of Michigan with, uh, <clears throat> what we commonly, uh, me and a friend commonly refer to as the crock of cunts that, uh, run Lansing. That would be Gretchen Whitmer, <laughs> Dana Nessel, and Jocelyn Benson. Now this, I think, is this NetNet? Could be. Okay. Uh, the Nessels, the attorney general, she might have her, like, Chet and a ringer to uh, steal a JCD phrase. Uh, she like killed an investigation into a uh, somebody that worked on her campaign uh, that was stealing money from a dementia patient in a nursing home. Stole like fifty thousand dollars, I think. Damn, <laughs> damn! And Ned Ned will neither confirm nor deny that this is he. Anyways, uh, Dana Nessel killed the investigation, but sort of like insurance fraud claim thing that's going on now. Um, and then I went to lunch uh, t today 
uh, went to a little diner, sat at the bar because the place is usually packed. It's really good food, uh, very, very good food. They're like the old, uh, just regular diner does, you know, breakfast all day. Uh, just very good food. I think at one point this place was like rated like the number one place to get breakfast in all of America the one year. Uh, I not remember how many years ago that was. It was like five or six years ago. But very good food. I sit at the bar. The bar's empty. All these seats, a uh, guy sits down two seats away from me, then gets up and then sits at the seat right next to me, which uh, it's not like peeing in the urinal next to me when uh, the, uh, every single urinal uh, empty in a bathroom, but it's, it's pretty close, uh, enough to make you want to yeah. rage a little bit. But <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, love the show. It's kind of like when uh, somebody sits next to you at a movie theater that's not full. I, you know what? I've been begging for a, sh- a shrink in the audience and somebody must have studied this because you know what i'm totally with this uh, gentleman with this rage it happens all the fucking times you you park your car in a in a in a lot the size for a stadium right and some fuck has to park you know six inches away from you in the driver's side there's completely empty it's it's just never ending I, I, i can remember one of the first times i noticed this i was fishing in the catskills with my cousin and at a pretty big lake, this lake definitely had a perimeter of at least five miles, at least. <clears throat> and there was nobody there. A beautiful day. We're sitting out there and suddenly, you know, three yahoos come hacking through the brush and park like nine feet from us to fucking fish. <laughs> Ned, Ned says, Why? that was me, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> I believe my it wife, too. My wife was bitching about this. She takes, uh, you know, these, these whatever body sculpt thing, whatever the fuck courses at the gym. I do it myself and I look that way. But she takes these, um, these courses and there's a huge room there where they, you know, whatever they do. I don't know what it is, jazzercise or rumble, whatever the fuck it is. And she was complaining just the other day, you know, there's like nine people in there. It's it's an enormous room, and somebody has to roll out their yoga mat seven inches from hers. Why? Why the fuck do people do this? They are assholes. They are assholes. Perfect answer. Thank you, my friend. And hence, this is why you get a lot of planet rage. But uh, Fletcher, I mean, he has he has the vocal cords. He does. It has, it has been years since I have done this because I go a lot less places now, but you know, over five years ago when I was still driving around a lot that, uh, you know, if somebody were to pull that parking really close, especially mm-hmm. in a Costco parking lot that yeah. was otherwise wide open mm-hmm. where I'd go and be like, well, I can't even get in the door because, yeah. you know, a lot of times I just accidentally fell against the car while my keys were in my hand. Oh. I got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. It was a rarity because it's not something I want to do to any. And if the play, if the parking lot's full, I get it. You maybe just had to. Yeah, that's different. But when it's not and you made it so close that the door can't even be open. Well, I think I'm going to I'm thinking I'm going to fall. I'm going to stumble by accident at the, uh, you know, the front tire with a knife in my hand. <laughs> that's even better. That. Yeah, that's even better. Do that. Yeah. You know, it's like one of those things. Well, okay, here, this is actually a debatable point. And thank you for the call. Maybe net net. Yes. Is it as the person on the receiving end of this, which is actually worse? Somebody slashing your tire, which can be replaced for the cost of a tire, 
which is probably what a hundred to two hundred bucks now, mm-hmm. or having your whole paint job fucked up. Oh, which has to be an over two hundred dollar. Oh yeah, fix much much more. Yes. So you'd actually be being nice, and here's the other beauty of the slashing the tire: you also get to immediately inconvenience them when they get back to their car. True. True. So you're causing See, less damage. You're right. So it's actually a more loving thing to do to slash their tires than to key their car. A, I like that. It's a love slash a tire. It's a loving thing to do. That's good, Derek. You really are a twisted bastard. So I love you. Problem is, you know, I'm totally with you, but there's fucking security cameras everywhere. Yeah. Oh, no, I agree. And I agree. You know? But that's why I think you're fairly safe in between cars. And yeah. that's why I always when you, you have to make it look like you fall, just have the where they can't even see the key in your hands. You have to do you maybe you need a special uh, tire slashing device. Well, I got that for you. And here's here it is. I, I'm, I've seen this in movies. Some, it has to exist, right? They make tire puncturing jacks, which looks like the kid's jack game with the little red ball. Right. And so that's what you do. Instead of falling with your keys in your hands. You, you're getting into your car and you drop your keys. And when you get down, that's where you pl- press the tire puncturing jack beneath this fucking tire. Now, now you foil the security cameras because they're not x-rays, right? Right. You fuck up his tire, you know, win-win. And, and really what you want to do is get a nice spot like 10 feet away to watch as the guy packs Yes. <laughs> yes. Because otherwise you're missing out on all the fun when you get the... Whoa. Yeah. What was that? I don't know. Yeah. Could be anything. <laughs> now we just got a late submission from the partner in crime to Booberry, the Mothman of the Miniocalypse over on the Behind the Scheme show. Behind the Schemes. Yes. You spell it with threes instead of E's. It'd be Not the California. Yes. The California yes. kid. Lavish. You know yeah. Lavish? Oh, yeah. He wants to rage. I bet you can do it. Let him have it. Turn signals. What is so difficult about turn signals? Why is it so difficult for you to flex your little index finger to hit this little thing that takes no effort in order to ensure your safety and the safety of people around you? It's a convenience. It's a social thing. It's a, it's a social contract is what it is. To exist in society, you know, you can say what you want about taxes. They'll build the roads or whatever. But you as a, as a human being, you need to contribute something emotionally spiritually to the world in order for you to be a part of society in order for you to to gel with um with humanity and and you aren't just a base animal that's going around and and throwing crap at, at other monkeys you know what i mean and one of those things is the turn signal i don't know why it's so difficult why can't people just just use your turn signals just use your turn signals people i swear to god anyway darren larry love you have a good show Thank you, Lavish. That was beautiful, Lavish. In fact, I wish I, I need to get one of those sounder boards that Adam has so I can push the button. That des- that deserved like a, a round of applause. <laughs> it was very well stated. It's good. I like that. Yeah, we need this. We need all the sound. I mean, you figured after 100 episodes, we'd have clips and stuff. But, uh, I mean, we just do different kinds of clips. Yeah. We don't have jingles. We don't have sound effects. We don't have any of those quirky things. Maybe we'd get a lot more donations if we had little quirky things that happened. Maybe. But Maybe. the turn signals, that it has always been a pet peeve of mine. Oh, God, yeah. My yeah. favorite one is guessing while right. sitting in a turning lane with the mm-hmm. guy in front of you or gal who does not have their turn signal on. 
Right. Will they turn it on the minute traffic starts moving? Like when you get a light, you know, okay, they now yeah. they turn the lights on and people are going. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing turning it on now? Right. But there's people that do like they have no idea that the turn yeah. signal is there to warn the people behind you that you're about to do something. You wonder how the fuck they pass these driver's tests. It's incredible. Uh-huh. Um, another one that's sort of in the same, uh, the same wheelhouse as that is these assholes behind you. They're, they're going to make a left turn right into the intersection, but they refuse to fucking move into the intersection. Right. They remain right. almost at the crosswalk. Like, what the fuck are you doing? They're just hanging there long enough to hang you up so you don't get the light as well. That's when you just want to push them into the intersection. Oh, you want to <laughs> ram them. You want to ram them. Sure. Yes. I mean, the local police usually frown upon doing that, but I understand yeah, so why insurance companies, yeah. why people might want to do that. Mm-hmm. But it's again, just being courteous out there on the road. The other ones are the people that when you're coming up to a red light that you want to get into the turning lane, which is not the longest of things. But everybody that's not in the turning lane has like 14 car lengths in between them and the people in front of them. Yes. So you can't get into the turning lane. Mm-hmm. See, I really don't miss not driving a lot. <laughs> like people just do. I mean, one, they're always too, and they were too self-absorbed before cell phones came out. Oh yeah. Now it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sitting at the light texting. Whereas my sure. uh, my my late brother-in-law used to say playing switch back in the day. I'm like, playing switch. What does that mean? Like, oh, they're just sitting at the light up playing switch. I'm like, what? Yeah, what's playing switch? I asked that question. And he's like, oh, they're sitting on one thumb and they're moving it to the other. <laughs> like, well, yeah, that, that kind of seems like what they're doing. Mm, they're okay. playing switch. All right. There are a lot of people that shouldn't be out there on the road. Oh, God. Most of them. This is true. This is true. I mean, since we're on a, uh, a road race thing, let's go to part two of the mighty plantain and this one sounds so much better i ran it through that filter because he's in his car oh we removed almost all the car sounds it's beautiful hey mighty plantain it's called goya g-o-y-a although it's just going pay version now though so i know people hate paying for things yeah but it does a great job if you do a lot of car videos to remove the the background sorry was it Send that to Scott Lobato. Yes. Scott, you need this. You need this. Finish this up. I was a little cocky earlier about avoiding Main Street, Waterville, but um, yeah, because I had to go the other way. I had to come through Main Street, which has been relatively painless right now. I'm actually surprised by how easily through here, and I probably shouldn't have said anything. Yeah, never, never do that because then you're going to get hit. You do not want to screw with the gods out there on the road. No No left to off main. What the fuck? Can I not go left at all? That's bullshit. Are you fucking kidding me? Where the, how the fuck am I supposed to get where I can't go left off main street? So I've got to go all the fucking way around detour. Are you fucking kidding me with this shit? You couldn't set it up so we could go left off of a fucking main street for a little while. Well, you finish whatever. Now I got to spend an extra 10 fucking minutes going all the way around 
up AMD Carter Memorial is fucking bullshit. I'm right back where I was before at the fucking Taco Bell. That sucks. I'm not quite that far up AMD, but still, this is fucking ridiculous. And all this so that we could have two-way traffic on Main Street and Front Street. Can't wait for that fucking fiasco to start. Uh, every other trip through this town lately, it's just a race to the next red light. Like I said, it never used to be like this. Yeah, it is. It's always a race to the next red light, and you always see the guy in that... I mean, I have to really try not to. I mean, I... I it's rude if you're going to like flip the people off once you catch up to them at a red light, but just it's literally just smile and wave might set them off even more. Yeah, true. Like, hey, thank you. How about that, man? You you got all the way up here, too. Mm. But yeah, road construction. I mean, you've yeah. dealt with it in uh, yes. every uh, it, the bigger the city, the worse the road construction seems to be. Yes. And it's worse in the lefty states. Well, Trust me. Of course. In Mexico. New Mexico has no idea what the fuck they're doing, nor does Pennsylvania. They just stop traffic. I mean, other states, they will create a passing lane. You know, they'll, they'll put the Jersey barriers next to the shoulders. So you can, something's getting through. There's, there's some blow through of traffic, but no, New Mexico and Pennsylvania, no, we're just going to fucking stop for two hours. Fuck you. We got shit to do. Well, yeah, yeah. you don't, you don't have to go anywhere. Right. Who are you? You're not the state. We're the state. We do what we want to do. But so far, I like his uh, level of anger in the rage. Oh, yeah. Chris is a pro. That's, well, certainly. Well, see, maybe is this, this just, should this be an amateur only contest? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been following him for years. You know, I mean, I know this guy and he's yes. terrific. He's, you know, he's seasoned. Well, the reason I've heard of his stuff was through you. And I think it was almost like the first episode of that larry show you were on something on youtube and it was you talked about this guy and it was like oh yeah he, it was an idea that i had had and i mean i guess i'm really glad now that i had dealt with the arrhythmia because that was one of my things i'm like well we could do a um an alcohol channel because sure. what could go wrong with just drinking <laughs> every day in order to make content for other people well, it could get expensive for you considering your, considering your size and capacity that it probably gives you. True. I mean, you have to get those little like airplane bottles just to be yeah. able to uh, to yeah. test the whiskeys. I am douches is like, sign me up. What for doing a <laughs> oh, wait, I can drink every day. You're going to pay me to drink every day and just talk about it. <laughs> that is fantastic. And then we have two, one of these, I'm guessing is Chris, but there are two other voicemails that came in here. Mm -hmm. Let's see what this first one is. I, uh, I changed my stance. Okay. That is Chris. That's, uh, and I will say Google voice. Why does it always sound that bad? Robotic. Uh huh. No. I, uh, I changed my stance on the September 11th attacks. Like, uh, they say never attribute malice where you could attribute ignorance. And the simplest answer is always the most likely answer. They also say there's a sucker born every minute. So now I personally have decided that it makes total sense that on September 10th, 2001, Donald Rumsfeld announced on CNN that the government couldn't account for 2.3 trillion missing dollars. And the very next day, a commercial plane that was never captured on video on any of the Pentagon's security cameras crashed right into the Pentagon's budget analysis office in a corkscrew turn and descent that no pilot has ever been able to recreate 
on a flight simulator or in real life. Oh, is that true? <laughs> I get that never there, heard that, but it's fascinating. That there are no uh, no videos at all of the plane going into the Pentagon. You'd think that would be a heavily monitored area with cameras. Hmm. So that's interesting as well. On a flight simulator or in real life. And according to all the pilots I've seen interviewed, even if a pilot did manage this miracle, the wings would break off long before the target was in range. I have also decided that all 3,661 architects and engineers who claim that the towers were blown up are obviously fucking retarded because what would architects and engineers know about buildings, let alone physics and freefall speed and how buildings fall in a controlled demolition? Witnesses, you know, they described liquid metal uh, under the debris of towers one and two over a month after the attacks and satellite heat maps showed temperatures of over 2000 degrees under the rubble over a month after the attacks. But I've come to realize that office fires with just a little smidge of jet fuel can burn for that long. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, and I don't know why I was ever suspicious before. The four indestructible black boxes that would have contained precise flight path data as well as full audio recordings from the cockpits of the hijacked aircraft were never recovered for the first time in aviation history. Four times in one day. Wow. But hijacker's passport was found on the street below the tower, so I'm glad the FBI was able to get lucky on that one. The FBI is so great and trustworthy, don't you think, guys? Uh, luckily, the feds got some testimony from terrorists through torture, but then they destroyed all the fucking transcripts of the testimony. So actually, never mind on that. And the 9-11 Commission report decided not to investigate who funded the attacks because that question is of, quote, little practical significance. <laughs> the FCC destroyed the records on the investigation into the insider trading before the attacks, which is just fine because Larry Silverstein had just taken out a very large insurance policy on both World Trade Center 1 and 2 weeks before then. And... He's a great man, so we shouldn't question him. Thank God he and his children forgot to go to the buildings that morning, which would typically, they would have been inside of, typically. <sighs> you know, I used to think that Building 7 was the clearest example of controlled demolition since it collapsed instantaneously and no plane hit it, but since NIST classified all the data that they used to determine it, because we're not allowed to see that, well, I just assume they have nothing to hide, and they're right, and it did fall by fires. Boy, it sure feels good to believe the official narrative. God damn it. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Yeah. And I think that's coming in right at the uh, three minute mark. And maybe Google cut him off there. But uh, NetNet that says, wait, good. Sir Seedsitter is a conspiracy theorist. No. I did see a very interesting video a week or so ago explaining the world trade center falling mm -hmm. which i thought was quite interesting and again i don't know i'm not a structural engineer i don't know if any of the information is accurate or not but the story that was told was this was a little bit of a different style of building meaning there were a bunch of steel rods going up through the middle of the building there were a bunch of steel rods on the outside of the building and in order to get the big open floor plans around that, you basically have that center square, which is all full of steel rods. And then you have the concrete floors that go from that into the outside, which is, again, the reason they did that was so you could have these big open offices without walls and pillars and everything in there. Mm -hmm. And they said that the way these floors were being held on were basically. You know, the way I looked at it was if you've ever built 
a shelf or something yeah. that has shelf the, pegs. Right. That's kind of the way the floors were in the World Trade Center. I mean, they were a little heavy dutier. They were they were on the top and bottom, but that's how these large floors were sitting into the building with a big area in the center that had all the long rebar and then the outside and the interlocking rebar going up as the building went up. Yes. And the story was once these things went in, they sprayed, and this is something I'd never heard before. So anybody out there that follows this closer, if you know, this is bullshit, feel free to reach out. But they said as each floor was going in, the metal was sprayed with a insulating foam that would last for, you know, an hour to two hours, whatever it was, which was the explanation that the building didn't collapse immediately is because as even as all the jet fuel burned in the building, it took it that hour and a half, whatever it was for the building to collapse. And that was basically because it was like a bunch of shelves on top of each other. And as one collapsed, it collapsed then onto the next one, which was too heavy. And then it created that chain reaction. Yeah. And they explained the fact that the one that was a little bit higher, which had less on top of it, took longer for it to fall. And it was, again, I have no idea if any of this was accurate or not, but as a lay person watching it, it explained that fairly well. And I mean, I get yeah. it. There's a lot of great conspiracy theories out there. Mm -hmm. And maybe this is somebody who is just trying to prove or cover something up. You never know. You never know. Well, you know, like I said, I, I grew up in New York. I watched those things being built as a kid. I knew I had a lot of friends whose, whose dads worked on them. Um, and long, long before 9-11, um, I can remember people saying, hey, this, you know, because of that open floor plan, it's what they, I guess they called slab construction, something like that. And they said, if, if this, this, this building would not be allowed to be constructed in Los Angeles because if there was an earthquake, it would pancake. And so it's exactly what it did. Right. If it moved too much, then yeah. the floor would fall beyond the yeah. little clips that were holding it. Yeah. I mean, it's it really, it was ingenious for building a building in that particular way. Yeah. And it was fine up until the point that, uh, you know, something um, catastrophic happened to it. Yeah. But nobody really ever looks at that. And they're like, well, everything that, they looked at as far as plane strikes because i guess you know they look at these things before they build mm. any kind of towers like that yeah. was uh you know the, the, none of the planes were quite that big i guess the planes that hit it were not even being built at the time so it's one of those things where uh if it was a terrorist attack with nothing else they got really lucky and could have never even imagined that yeah this would collapse in the way that it did and you didn't I'm need sure that right. I'm sure those guys believe it, it, it exceeded their wildest expectations of, of destruction, destruction success. I think that's true. It was uh, a very interesting video, though. I mean, if you can find it, I don't remember what it, I mean. The clip custodian probably already has it, but there was. Uh, yeah, I don't remember if it was an old video, new video, the way the algos throw things at you. Mm -hmm. I'm normally not into the conspiracy theory kind of stuff, but I saw that and I'm like, oh. I wonder which side this is on. Yeah. And this just seemed to break it down with 
again, if the information was correct and you're kind of confirming a little bit of that, the way that those floors were built, then it kind of makes sense because, the, you know, if you're looking at something, they even showed, OK, if you have a straight piece of metal, you know, and you push down on it, everything is much more evenly spread. But if it's starting to sag already, then the force goes into different place. Again, I'm not a physicist. Either way, we appreciate Chris for having the audacity to come in with yeah. such a theory, but he gave he, he delivered it so well. He did it very, very. It was an excellent summation. Yeah. This is why people should listen to abs in a six pack. Then you can decide. Yes. Do you, you believe be Chris? Because we all love to judge. Yes. And well, this is, uh, this is what the internet does. This is why the internet yeah. is so popular. This is why social media. Yeah. It's so popular. And this is also why nobody will ever have a fair trial ever again. Cause you kind of have to yeah. find somebody who doesn't have the internet. This is true yeah. because who doesn't immediately see all of this information when any kind of case comes through, it is very easily, uh, it's very easily thrown into a whole different direction. Like nobody can, do you think Donald Trump could ever get a fair trial anywhere? Now we have another voicemail here. This one's a short one. Let's see. Or is this the, uh, this may be the Noble Ray one again. Let me double check. Okay. Read your on boys. Take no shit. Happy 100. Get that Masterson on for episode 108. Peace. Oh, no, that's Sir Seat Sitter again. That was Sir Seat Sitter again. Who really wants Dick Masterson on episode 108. <laughs> yeah, he really does. <laughs> like, come on. You want to program this show? Well, that's fine. Yeah, really? <laughs> you, can you work on getting us guests, Sir, Sir Seat Sitter? I mean, if you can get us some quality yeah. guests, we'd, uh, yeah, you can get us like uh, Alex Jones or uh, let's see who else. Yeah, Alex uh, would be fun. Tucker Carlson, we'd like to, we'd like Tucker on, wouldn't we? Yeah, we would. I think so. And he was finally yeah. catching up on, uh, and this was information that was out. I didn't think this was new, but Tucker Carlson said it was finally something was leaked or came out that the coroner in Minnesota that worked on the George Floyd case basically admitted that it wasn't murder. Yes. That the force on the neck or the, from the knee was not enough to kill him, that it was because of the narcotics in his system and years of abuse to his body as a drug addict. And allegedly it'd be the stories now like the coroner was like asking people that he knew at the time and this is maybe the, the only new part would be this which was well what do i do if my findings are not what the narrative that everybody wants to believe says and this is the scary part because if you're that coroner i don't blame him for no. coming out the way he did because otherwise people may have killed him this <laughs> is a very serious stuff that you know oh wait you're gonna go against what we say mm. but i didn't think anything besides hearing that bit which was just well what what do i do when what i found doesn't really match what what the public wants to believe and what they're expecting to hear right mm. it's like well just imagine what may have happened or in this case may have not happened if that information would have come out there was a lot of property damage there were a lot of and we are at 101 now on the uh 
on the oh, stream right. so we don't have to quit. Uh, <laughs> We'd have to kill each other or suicide pact. I'm sorry. I was checking this in the back room. Want to prove this to everybody in the troll room? There we go. <laughs> They'll be like, no, no, you guys have to quit. You were lying. You This was a conspiracy. You really didn't have over 100 on the stream. <laughs> but, you, you know, you didn't have uh, all these cities burning down, possibly. Yeah. And I would not want to be doing any of those jobs because this is very quickly becoming, you know, and cops are seeing it. That's one of the big takeaways from the Chicago ride along is that, you know, cops don't want to lose their job. So they're not doing anything. This whole thing where every little last thing is looked at, you're better off not engaging with suspects. And they were driving down one of the nicer North side neighborhoods. And there were a couple of police cars that were just sitting in front of, I think it was some store. And he's like, well, this is what they call scarecrow policing. And the guy's like, what do you mean? Well, Hmm. they won't engage. They're just there to be seen, which means if 10 people come running out of that store after they had just robbed it, those cops will not move. They're just sitting there to be seen and their orders are, you don't do anything. Call it in. That's their job is if they see something, call it in. I'm like, shouldn't that be what citizens do? And then the police actually. uh, To call in some more cops can come in. Right. Do anything. Right. Oh, and this was the best. And I have not double checked these numbers. So if anybody can do that as well. He said that when Mayor Daly was around the Mayor Daly, the second, his security detail was 25 or 26 cops. That was, you know, with him around his family. That's what he had. 26 cops. That was their sole job was to be the security detail for Daly and his family. And this was back in what, like the seventies or eighties or something. Yeah. Daly was in there in the eighties. So that's a, that's a lot of protection. Two dozen cops. Wow. When Rahm Emanuel came in, he went down to 16. So I'll, I'll Hmm. applaud Rahm Emanuel. He didn't need the big force. He went to 16. Then Lori Lightfoot, what do you think Lori Lightfoot took? 50. 116. Holy shit. Uh-huh. Wow. So she wanted a fucking army. Uh-huh. And she had it. I mean, there was a SWAT car within two blocks of her at all time. Wow. There were two cops, uh, two cars with two cops each sitting in front of her house. There were two cars with two cops each sitting in back of her house at all times, whether she was home or not. Oh, wow. Did anybody tab that up for her? Her tenure there, how much that cost the city? No, but you can only imagine. While there were cops not working in areas where people were actually right. being uh, right. hurt. Now, again, this wow. comes from a guy that just retired as a cop. I believe the information is probably accurate, but I have not done my sure. homework. So you always have to do your homework. But if that turns out to be accurate, it's like, holy cow. Yeah. When daily, okay, 25 down to 16, up to 116. It's like, who? Wow. And it's like, you can't even make the case like, well, I'm a lesbian black woman. Like, well, who cares? No, in Chicago, I mean, this is the most progressive city around. You should be the safest out of any of them. Instead of the old white guys who came before you. Yeah. But uh, I guess that's the way it goes in this uh so, um, which university has she been made uh, dean of? I thought it. I thought she's like a professor or something at Harvard. I think Harvard. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, why didn't I see that coming? It's a pretty good gig if you can get it. Yeah. I wonder if the cops, if she doesn't have the cops anywhere. I wonder if she's paying for a private security detail or if she's just no longer in danger. This is kind of like the ultimate, well, I'm going to take advantage of my position. Yeah, sure. And uh, yeah, I guess good for her. But do you look at what happened to the city during her tenure? Well, nothing happened to her, did it? No. No. No, she came out of it unscathed. Yeah. And we have one last rage that I saved for the last, because I think this is going to be, uh, this is going to have a chance to take home the prize. Okay. This is Dame Slamey. Dame Slamey. Who, I mean, this is real rage. Hello, Derry and Laren. Happy centennial. <laughs> you see, it's the whole CSB thing. You're ruining Right there, I love it. <laughs> Darry and Laren. <laughs> You're ruining people, CSB. <laughs> Happy centennial, you salty bitches. I love getting into my... Right? I mean, it could not be better said than that. No. I love getting into my car on Tuesday morning in the pre-dawn hours. And popping on Planet Rage before my long, brutal fucking commute into the fucking wasted city called Austin. It is like driving into the fucking apocalypse. It's like being in a fucking Mad Max movie. All these fucking crackheads jumping in front of my fucking car, getting sideswiped, and it's just everything's fucking falling apart. The roads, the bridges, the buildings, everything. It's a complete fucking shithole. And it used to be such a beautiful, fun city. And I hate what those fucking stupid ass fucking commies have done to the city. But at least I have Planet Rage to keep myself calm, cool, mostly collected. I'm cussing a lot. But thank you so very much. Keep on the motherfucking rage, you bastards. Ah, I'm fucking furious now. Love is lit. Dame Slamey. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's hard wow. to beat. I don't see how they could be beaten. I don't. There's and real rage. This. What if she's got, she's got lungs and <laughs> I, I always want to be on the good side of Dame Slamey. I don't ever want her mad at me. Never. No, sir. No. Yeah. I think her, uh, I think her, um, what do you call it? Your profile picture over at no agenda social, I think is with a big ass, like military style gun in her hand. So, I mean, you don't want to, you, know, you, do, you, know. you never want to mess with any chicks no. you, when they're heavily armed. No, no, no. 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 So thank you, Dame Slamey. She thank also you. came in with a, a donation. Not that that had anything to do with the fact that that was that was pure, unadulterated rage right there. Fantastic, it really was. It's like that's uh, that is hard to beat. That the performance was there. Yeah. The uh, the ruining of the city. I mean, she checked a box there with the commies. commies. Uh huh. She fucking hit the commies. Her voice even arced into like a, a rock rasp kind of thing. It was just amazing. Yeah. I mean, once you bring up the commies, Larry's like, okay. I'm with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got to love the commies. Well, yeah. no, I mean, you don't. You got to hate the commies. <laughs> You've got to hate the we commies. We love to hate the commies. Yes. You do. You do. And so I think that has to win. I mean, I know we're like, maybe there should be different, uh, different sorts of rage, different types of rage. 
but I think that one just clicked all of the buttons, but uh, we got to get some other prizes made up. Yeah. And you know, we, we'd act, if we had a lot more um, rages to kind of sort through, we could have categorized it, but we really didn't have the, the numbers to do that. I think because we're bad at promoting and we were like, came we up with this a week in advance rather yeah. than yeah. a month in advance. So thanks to everybody. Thanks. Who, it was, yes. Everybody did a great job, but I think uh, the lady takes the prize. Now we do have some donations as well. I mean, let's go with the, the PayPal donations and then move into the boostergrams because they will overlap it during this particular show because there are some big boostergrams in there. Nice. But I mean, normally I, I would have, I well, let's start with the top. I was thinking before the show that we would start with the blow and then work our way up and be like, Hey, if you still want to boost more or whatever, but okay, that's going to be a little harder to do. So let's just start with the top and people will know what they have to shoot for. If they're still sitting around going, huh, let's see. I don't know. Um, what, what if I should come in with more? We have here coming in at two hundred dollars. Wow! So that is the show donation times two. Loretta Vandenberg. So thank you, Rhett. Oh, Rhett, thank you so much. Wow, that's very generous. Thank she you. says, "I suspect my rages would be too boring." So here's the hoping though this will be a high enough donation to win a prize. Yes, no question. Now, nope. If I'm not mistaken, Red is an ex-Marine. I know I she has, uh, yeah, and has worked yeah. at the Pentagon. So again, yeah. if you don't, so for people you don't want to piss off. Exactly. I, I would think she'd have some pretty, pretty solid rages given her resume. So, or but, maybe yeah. so professional that you have maybe. to be able to temper that. That could be, yeah. It, it's like, could be, uh, she's going to hate me, but it's, it could be like an Obama thing where when he was really mad, he was still very <laughs> <Are> polite. <laughs> You know, he still smiled and he wouldn't fall for, he didn't get into the Joe Biden. Like, oh, come on, man. Yeah. yeah. You, you would try to ruffle his feathers and you could see him getting mad, but no, he pulled the reins back. So I mean that in a, in a very nice way. And I, I com- compared Rhett to Barack Obama. Now I'm going to have some people in a black sedan outside my house or wait, the helicopters are already overhead. <laughs> Yeah, coming in at $100. There were a few of these, including our buddy Cal over at Lavender Blossoms. Lavender Blossoms. What a fine, fine company that is. And I'm going to need, well, that's absolutely true. My dad just said he needs more of Cal's magic stuff. So what Cal just sent me, I'm going to be sending back to Cal and and then some. Beautiful. Lavenderblossoms.org. He says, Darren, Larry, happy 100th. I love your show, especially when your art has my logo on it. He he, thanks for that. By the way, my P320 came with one 15 round mag and two 17 round magazines. So now I kind of got to double check mine. See, that's really that that that's so cool because, as I recall, when I first learned of Cal and uh, his company, I the, he posted pictures somewhere of where he lives, and it, he lives in paradise. Yeah. It's like, I remember saying my jaw dropped. This is what a gorgeous place this was. Uh, but he still, you know, he, he wisely, um, apparently armed himself. So good for you, Cal. <laughs> and thanks for the, for the donation. And yeah, well, you're in the, uh, more towards the East. Well, you're in the East coast now because yeah. he's in Michigan. He always says, come on by, get a nice tour. Mm-hmm. The one year when they had, uh, 
gathered, I'm guessing is the correct word. What do you call it when you get honey from your honeybees? I'm guessing that would be gathering. Harvested? What do you call that? Is it gathered? I don't know. He knows. He sent some of the honey and it was like the best honey oh, yeah. that we had absolutely ever had. And the salves and stuff that he makes work which a lot of them don't it's the cbd mm-hmm. stuff and other things that they have but the cbd stuff really seems to work yeah and he mixed up some extra good stuff for my dad and oh, for a while he wasn't sure because my dad is uh he, he can be a little hard to read at times and it was like well is it working well i don't know well does it you know all right, nothing really works well he ran out of the stuff and within like two or three days, like, mm, can we get more of that? So obviously it works. Obviously. Yeah. And if you need any of that kind of stuff, again, lavenderblossoms.org. Cal will take care of you. If you have any questions, make sure you ask him. He sent some things that the wife tried out, these little tinctures and stuff. I mean, stuff that I'm sure a lot of the folks in the troll room know a lot more about with the CBD and the THC, where it's like, oh, do you want to be relaxed? Do you want to help you sleep? Do you want, it's like they do all sorts of different things and all sorts of different mixtures. I don't get it, but it seems to work. Uh, Dame Slamey, you heard her rage. Mm. Also came in with a hundred dollars and says, if I can't muster a rage because of allergies, I'll email a rager note. Well, she definitely came through. <laughs> she sure did <laughs> with the rage and well, having the allergies that would also help, I guess with the, with bringing it home. I mean, it might not help with the delivery, but it helps with the anger. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely helps with the rage. And then captain oblivious, Uh, which I think is a great name, but we should move him up to major. That's a cool idea. Let's do that. Major, major oblivious. Yeah. Or would it be major Lee? See, you would have to go from captain to major (laughs) Lee oblivious. Oh, it could be Lee though. L E E. It's Major Lee Oblivious. How about Major Lee will declare that he's Chinese? Ooh, this there you go. that foreign agent, Major Lee. He worked for the Red Army. <laughs> he says, "Congratulations for getting to episode 100." Thank you. Planet Rage is always a great way to start off the week. I mean, that kind of happened randomly, but I think it did work out well for. I think so. A Monday show. Yeah. Get people in the mood. They have no agenda on Sunday and they're upset. They're ready to rage after hearing no agenda on Sunday. Sure. So we're just kind of riding that coattail with like, hey, if you like that. Take this. He says, my current rant and rage is about online surveys. It seems that just about everyone you make contact with wants you to spend a little time filling out a lengthy survey. And he's right about that. This is true. Good point. Good rage. Yeah. And every time we order from our local Meyer here, which is the grocery store, every time, hey, would you mind spending a few minutes telling us about our service? Yeah, I would. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. It's <laughs> like, you know that almost nobody that's happy with the service is ever going to fill out a survey unless it's one question. True. And the people that are mad and bitching, you probably don't want to fill out the survey. That's why I like Amazon. This is something I think they do well, which when you get a package delivered, it's like, oh, was this package delivered well? And then you can click one thing like, you know, handled with care or arrived on time, follow delivery instructions, whatever it is. And that's it. It's one click. And I didn't normally even care 
about doing those. And we'll have to ask our buddy Ryan Bemrose. He should have some inside information now. But I was told that that makes a big difference for the Amazon delivery, for getting those little, yes, they're doing good job clicks from the customers that if you get those, that you know, could be a pathway to raises and all sorts of things. So it's a quick and easy thing. It's not like, here's 14 questions we yeah. need to ask you. Keep it simple. Yes. He says, no, I don't want to take your damn survey. They're usually a huge time waster. Often they just want to obtain your personal information that they can sell to marketers for other nefarious reasons. Yeah, that's always read the fine print on what they're going to do with your data. Yeah. Believe me, you will get your feedback whenever I feel it's necessary. (laughs) For example, uh oh, there's an example. The other day I got a text asking how they did on a scale from one to 10. Wow. I thought it was a simple way to get a little feedback. So I replied with a 10. Their reply back was, thank you. Now, would you mind taking this survey? (laughs) It should only take about 20 minutes to complete. 20 fucking minutes, man. Oh man. Ugh. He says, keep raging on. Yeah, there is an amount of time. I think that people are willing to spend and it's getting less and less and less. The only time that I would ever consider doing more than the very briefest of surveys are if it's a company that I believe is legit. And there are not a lot of those anymore that, you know, somebody like an Amazon that's like, well, you know, one in a hundred people that can bleep the survey, I'll get a $20 gift card or something like that. Then if I'm feeling like I got a little bit of extra time, maybe I'll do it. But usually it's just give us your time. We would appreciate your answers. Like what else you got? Mm-hmm. And Captain yeah, well, Oblivious it's, it's, says, uh, you read that way better than I could have ranted. Well, thank you, Captain Oblivious. Uh, and we will keep raging on. That's the point. Yeah, well, it's part of part of the whole thing is, is the new notion, I guess, in corporate America that somehow consumers and and manufacturers or retails or whatever, or, or sort of, they're in this together. We're all partners. No, we're not. No, it's we're, like, I am your customer. Up. I'm the customer. You sell me shit and that's it. And if it's a good price and good stuff, I'll buy from you. If it's not, you're fucking history. I'm going to the next guy. We're not buddies. We never will be. Like whatever happened to the customer is always right. Yeah. I mean, it's just absurd, but people have been somehow conditioned to think that they, you pay, you pay good money for something. And now you're also somehow obligated to spend 20 minutes more of your time to help them run their business. What? I don't think so. You know, if it's a small business, okay, that's different, but major corporations, no. Right. Which is always interesting to see who is getting the reviews now that Yelp is kind of worthless. Now that Google has gone the route of allowing people to review any and all businesses and showing that rating. Anytime somebody searches for said business on Google, which is if you really want to grab a company's balls and twist, Yelp is not the way to do it anymore. It's Google. Yeah. Most people will never go to Yelp, but if they go on to, you know, if they're just looking for an address, like, Hey, I'm looking for net Ned's barbershop and, (laughs) You're just looking for the address, but you see like, oh, one star. It's like, oh, now then you're going to then you're going to go to the reviews and be like, oh, I wonder why that is. Hmm. We've got a $50 donation here along with an audio clip. Oh, wow. 
another disciple of CSB, you'll notice. God, this guy. Derry and Laren, congratulations on 100 episodes of Planet Rage. Yeah, it's the <laughs> great Bandrew Scott. Woo! There's no missing that voice. It is utterly unique. I know. And everything that comes in, I run through filters and stuff. I'm like, there's no need. No. Bandrew's audio is always perfect because he's the audio guy. He is the audio guy. That is no small feat. You've been at it for two years. I have been listening since episode one. And over the last 100 episodes, I don't think we've received a single good one. So congratulations on that. You see, this is the type of rage that is very understated and definitely has to win a prize. Uh, yes. Well, you guys have been at it 100 years. Maybe I wonder if you're ever going to get good at this. I mean, I've been listening, but you guys suck. You guys suck. Uh-huh. It takes it takes it. So it's not exactly a hey listen. It's a pity listen. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. Thank you for pity listening, Bandrew. A single good one. So congratulations on that. Absolutely amazing work. And here's to another 100 episodes. Hopefully we'll get a good one. I want to point out the value that I sent back is not equivalent to the value that I've received. But thanks to our wonderful leaders who are doing such a good job and aren't spending us into the poorhouse, I unfortunately don't have the disposable income to send you what you deserve. So unfortunately, this small amount is going to have to make do for now. And maybe in the future, if things ever turn around and things get better, I will be able to send you more money. Congratulations again. And here's to 100 more. Talk to you later. Bye. Well, thank you, Bandrew. We love that guy. And I told him, like, you know, you can get you can go even rantier. And he's like, I have a day job. Yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> smart he's a, he's a smart guy yeah well, i think i may have coined a new podcasting phrase a pity listen uh, maybe well that well let's see if that catches on you know there was a used to be a guy a dj in uh in la years ago he called himself mr well he he he, he, he did well, oddly he was like ahead of his time before everybody in online has like you me dvorak and courier the only guys in this whole realm that use our actual names Everybody else has got, you know, fake name, Booberry this way. It's, it's unbelievable. So this guy used to go, he was on commercial radio, a big, big stick in LA, which was KFI radio still is. And he called himself Mr. KFI, right? And so he did, he did an experiment. Uh, he started repeating the phrase, shoehorning it into almost everything he said. And the phrase was, what happened there? And he was trying to kind of, it was an experiment, I guess, in phenomenology. And that, like I said, that was a big stick fucking station. It, it had coverage, very powerful ratings. And he wanted to see if that could somehow then, you know, pop up in the vernacular, in the common lexicon of phrasings that people use. You know, like, that's fire, you know, whatever. Right. And it never fucking did. So I'd like to know how that works. But maybe even we, with our small but elite group of uh, producers and listeners, would adapt that and start spreading that around. A pity listen. <laughs> like going viral. You, you never know why yeah. you're going to go viral. Yeah. And it's a pity listen where it's like, no, I really, you know, I really like Boobery, but you know, his podcast sucks, but I'm going to, I'm going to listen <laughs> to it and be like, well, behind the schemes is going to get good. I mean, this lavish guy's awesome. I mean, you could tell by the fact that he sent in the uh, clip to this show, but there was nothing from Boobery. So obviously lavish is way better, but uh, you know, that's it. That's the pity. Listen. 
Yeah. And you're like, you feel, is it one of those things where if it comes on, you know, you're listening to something like the, the mighty no agenda stream and something comes on and you're like, well, I feel bad turning it off. I don't really want to listen to it, but I feel bad turning it off. It's guilt. That's right. That's the pity. Listen, (laughs) it's like a pity date, obviously, but less lucrative because you don't get a meal. There you go. Yeah. Now we can jump back up for a second here because a hundred dollar donation just came in. Oh, wow. From Dame Kenny Ben, Kendra. Oh, Kenny Ben, my neighbor here in the nutmeg state. And she had just come in in the last show and she's like, oh, here's to a hundred more episodes. Sorry, I'm so late. No, that's fine. Oh, that's cool. Thank you, Kenny Ben. We are highly trained professionals who, (laughs) unlike no agenda, don't have so many things coming in that we can't uh, that we can't figure it in or out on the fly. Both figure it out and figure it in on the fly. But yeah, we heard you met Dame Kenny Ben at a meetup, which you turned into a Planet Raid slash That Larry Show meetup. You're like, screw these no agenda guys. This is a That Larry Show meetup. Look, look and listen to me. Yes. <laughs> it I, didn't work out, though. I tried. I gave it a shot. I really did, Darren. You might, hey, you may have gotten a pity listen. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. You wonder how many people have tried that. Like, well, I'm going to look. There's there's a no agenda meetup and my show is kind of like theirs. I mean, that would really be some hardcore marketing to just go it from no be. agenda meet up to no agenda meet up and be like hey i've got a podcast yeah you could just wear that shirt be like i've got a podcast yeah ask me about my podcast ask me ask me about my podcast <laughs> not a bad idea we might have to start like that it. yeah yeah maybe i should candle lot for stickers and use that uh-huh. i'm like a podcast <laughs> and uh going down to 3333 our buddy sir candidavian just came in today oh. Once I posted over on no agenda social, like today was the day episode 100 CSB is always asking, like, are you doing episode today? I'm like, yes, yes, we are. It's a big one yet. We are big one, big, big episode. Sir Scandinavian just says Ray John, Sir Sean of the Allegheny Valley, just coming in with his $20 a month, like clockwork, which is a beautiful thing. A beautiful thing. Thank you, Sir Sean. Uh, Vox just came in with $10 as well. Lady Vox, who has been, uh, you want to talk about ready to rage she and her husband went down he's doing some work in mexico i think we're going on two and a half three weeks not a vacation type of uh she's like the people where they order breakfast they she orders one and they give her two just because he thinks they want a higher tip and then uh, Uh, everything that goes out people steal She's like, even like rusted out bikes that should be in a junkyard. People will steal them. Everything is just her husband has taken like things apart and there's like bolts sitting in buckets and people steal those. You don't even know what's stolen until you're trying to put it back together. Oh, my God. I know this is uh, the world we live in, though. Hmm. Oh, um, Vox says five, five fucking weeks is what she said. (laughs) See, for me, it seems like it was just two and a half, three weeks. Cinco, right? Yeah, Cinco, and for her, she thinks it was, you know, Viantes Cinco or whatever, yeah. what's uh, uh, a lot more. Muy malo. Uh, she says, please accept this humble donation of 100 dimes in respect for 100 episodes of catharsis. And I think that's what, uh, I think that's what we do. That's It's the cathartic nature of Planet Rage is yeah. to let you know. There are other people that feel the same way that there is other, other like-minded folks out there, which I think it's easy to lose that. Uh, it's easy to take your eye off that ball. 
Oh, it absolutely is. I do that all the time myself. Yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, Jim Bowie at the Alamo. Was he there? Yeah, I think he was. The last man standing. He's like, oh my God. Then you realize you're not alone. And uh, we just have a very brave person messing with Loretta Vandenberg. Coming in with $220. Whoa. Sir Knives and Lady Butters. Uh, Says, little bit of a latecomer donation, but wanted to give you both a hundred for your hundredth and then throw in a bit on top. Love you guys show. So had to send value. Hope to see you again soon, Larry. Rage on, you Lutfas. Beautiful so, couple they are. So you Just met, so this was I also. Met them as well. They're sensational people. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. They're like, Larry's now our neighbor. So you well, know. They're, they're, in, they're in, well, I, I, you know, I never want to give away, but they're, they're not in a state, but I'll say they're in an, an adjacent state that's very close to this one. So, yes. And there's a lot of people who don't want to take any shit. Yes. So, I mean, we don't want to, we don't want to totally screw out on the, um, you know, Rhett. So, I mean, I think we can give a couple of, uh, I was going to make up some mugs for like number one donors. So I think we can, uh, oh yeah, we can swing that. We can do that with the beautiful planet rage logo on it. Yeah. And I think I have a few Lutfus stickers left and a couple of key fobs and it'll be a nice sort of a little potpourri basket of cheer from, uh, from, uh, what, what are we called again? Darian Laren. <laughs> Every, it's, it's all because of CSB starting this kind of thing. Yeah. You know, we're the, uh, the dapper tall leprechauns who uh, right. do all sorts of crazy things. But I mean, speaking of CSB, we go on to the boostograms, which this show is lit. That's part of the way we go with the value for value system. If you have a podcasting 2.0 app, you can find us and boost and send boostograms and all this kind of fun stuff all thanks to adam curry and dave jones and a cast of hundreds if not thousands of people that work on all of these different programs and different phone apps and all this stuff that makes this kind of thing work it's amazing now that they've got it for the value for value music this is the latest thing the Podfather's doing along with his show boostogram ball is when he plays a song on the show live or when the show comes out in RSS form as each song comes on if you boost during that song the money goes to the artist of the song not to the show what the hell with that and you can you can do different splits on all that so i mean you know if, because you got it for your your time the podfather is very generous cuz he doesn't he care is. but it's a beautiful way to have people that are putting out music that say, Hey, use this and help support me and help people hear this. It's cool. Cool. And the fact that it changes where that the money is going to where the Satoshis are going to, when it comes song to song, it's like the, the, you want to talk about spinning plates. Mm. It's amazing to me that that kind of stuff even works. It is. But going to the boostograms here, let's see, let me pull this up. There's a few different ways I can do this. I think going into our list here in, uh, from a telegram here from the Satoshi stream bot. Let me see. Do I have, yeah, for planet rage? Cause I mean, you never want to miss a boost. Never from CSB. Cause then he gets mad. Oh, <laughs> you'd be like, what? Why you not do my, you missed. I did not. I never send you money ever again. <laughs> he always has a different nationality too. I don't know why when uh oh, really? when I when I want to do is the accent. It's different 
It's okay. We know it's uh, somewhere. We know it's not New Jersey. That's for sure. So, I mean, I'm just going to go from the most recent because I have no way to sort these by amounts. I'm just going to go with the. I guess I should start at the beginning and move our way down. That would make sense. Let's make sure I didn't lose any. Here was CSB from the last show. So then as we move down into this show, we've got uh, CSB just saying Courroy 23. And we have M. Well, so this would be the CSB. Why don't you, did I send you CSBs? Uh, yes. You sent me the boost of the, uh, the, the copy. We can start with that one because I mean CSB is the only guy I think that has sent us a boostagram on every show as of yet, or almost yes. every show. The odd thing is, it doesn't it doesn't specify who should read this copy. So. No, he told me. He always tells me. Okay. Okay. Make sure Larry reads this because your voice no good. Okay. Howdy, Darren and Larry. What's the crake? No crake at all. Please invite your listeners to visit my cartoon blog at www.csb.lol and ask your listeners to follow me on Twitter slash X at CSB. Just three letters, C, S, and B. Then I'll follow back and answer all questions. Yo. He said this also on Unrelenting, and I'm not, I'm not putting out a challenge to anybody, but if you follow CSB, he says he will answer all of your questions. All of them. CSB, this could be a lot of time you're going to be taking out of your schedule. I want to know the winning lottery numbers for this uh, Wednesday's drawing. Yeah, the there'll be people thing. with questions like, well, if you melt dry ice, can you swim without getting wet? There you go. If I'm traveling in a vehicle at the speed of light and I turn my lights on, does anything happen? Exactly. These are the kind of questions that CSB can help you with. That was a Stephen Wright joke. Yes. Yes. That was uh, all from the, I think, his debut album, which was was hard oh, to beat it was hard to have a better good. album than that. i'm not even sure if he ever put out another album because do comedians still do <laughs> right because that was it the that yeah. was the bit yeah i don't know if uh are comedy albums even still a thing i mean not just that the fact that they were know. on That's vinyl a damn good question yeah i mean I, I think i think like the netflix and hbo specials have replaced comedy albums i guess i would think so we have a thousand from Amducious who says, here's to a hundred more. We hope. Thank you, Amducious. Thank you. The mighty clip custodian comes in with a hundred thousand Satoshis. Thank you very much. Clip custodian says happy 100th. I think, you know, what? before CSBs even came in here, uh, I believe, well, this is why am I seeing rock and roll pre-show ones? Uh, I know our buddy Dale Jr. came in with a hundred thousand as well thank you dale jr let me see here if i go boostagram for planet see why is it showing the other ones too maybe it's one of these things where you have to put it in quotes maybe and i uh, need a better program i've got bemrose working on it. i need coders to come up with a program that can easily keep these things in a way where you can sort them and read them all on the fly without uh, missing out on things yeah dale jr here's to 100 episodes of rage thanks for doing the work and exposing the idiocy that surrounds us it's like that there is a lot that is good show content for us too <laughs> the idiocy that surrounds us no 
doubt about it. You never have to dig deep to find some idiocy. It's right in the surface. Yeah, you can always find it. Sometimes it just falls right against your car, and sometimes it'll key or maybe with love. (laughs) It'll slash your tire. Search Seat Sitter came in with 69,000 Satoshis. Thank you, Search Seat Sitter. He says, and it's with the little musical notes around it, despite all my rage, I'm just a rage in a rage. Wouldn't it be a rage in a cage? Isn't that, uh, isn't that the song? Mm-mm. Yeah. Sir Seat Sitter of the Abs in a Six Pack show that you can find by going to shitmyass.com. <laughs> greatest kind of, greatest know, URL in the world right there. It sounds like it should be for some kind of medical equipment that, uh, is for incontinence or something like that. Just go to shitmyass.com. Something, something Joe Biden could endorse. Right. Yes. You know, here's the funny it. thing. Somebody at one point is going to come to Sir Seat Sitter and be like, yeah, I've got like $150,000 if I can have that shitmyass.com URL. Yes. <laughs> we were, that's going to be his exit strategy is uh, the shitmyass.com. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to be like, oh, well, we thought that was just stupid. And he's like, nope, I'm always a step ahead of you guys. He is. Pfeiffer comes in, the Reverend Doctor, with 10,000 Satoshis saying, 100 by 100, rage forever, rage until the end of time. Larry, rage until God himself appears to you and demands you stop. Darren, oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, okay. Thank it was rage. I like to pronounce that name, a Pfeiffer. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, he loves that, too. Yes. It was rage until the end of time, comma, Larry. And then for me, it was rage until God himself tells you, oh. to, demands you to stop. Well. There you go. I mean, if God tells you to stop, you stop. Omega Project coming in with 33,333. Satoshi says 100. Congratulations, guys. Well, thank you. Omega Project's always in the troll room when we're doing these shows live. And then a comic strip blogger with another 1515. He says, Darren, Kurva. Electric cars from NIO company have swappable batteries that change battery in three minutes. Kurva. Like, well, see, now that I've said would be, it's yeah. going to be interesting because to me, it's like the way people take in their tanks now to fill up their, uh, yeah. their propane. Right. And they just give you a new one. This, would, this would be an interesting thing if you could just roll on in with an electric car. But I think most of these batteries that the cars run on are way too big to do it quick. Yeah. They, yes. Yeah, some of them weigh like a ton. It's unbelievable. The, the, the mass of them. So how would that work? I mean, how long would that get you a right battery? That's actually portable. What'd be the range on that? You got to do some research. And I'm sure yeah, CSB will tell us how, like how far can you go on one of those batteries? Yeah. Is it a partial battery? Yeah. And there's other larger batteries in the vehicle. Yeah. I don't know. It's like a five gallon battery or a one quart battery. Right. Which is, it's one of those yeah. things like you have enough to get your car to the next charging station. Yeah. Which you'd have to have, because otherwise, can you imagine that dying like on the expressway? It's like, I remember once my wife ran out of gas and, you know, had to call and you just had to go get the gas tank and bring it out to the side of the road Oh, with an electric thing. That's a lot harder to uh, to get that car started up again. It's like you have to almost get it towed, which is not cheaper. And it's not better for the planet to have all those tow trucks you're going to need out there. I watched a guy on YouTube do it with a Rivian truck. He said, let me see what happens if I really run this thing down past the danger zone with the flashing lights and pull over and charge up and just see what the fuck happens when it completely dies. And it bricked. (laughs) It fucking bricked. They had to hoist it onto a flatbed and they took it to a Rivian, um, 
you know, repair center, whatever. And there was some other horrific hurdle. Like they had to cut the, I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure when it bricked, like the, the hatch that you opened to expose the plug for charging was now also bricked. Oh, because you needed, you needed some electricity to get into that. Yeah, They had to like take that (laughs) off of the sawzall or some shit. It was really fucking unbelievable. the, The dumbass technology that went into that vehicle. Well, you're yeah. never supposed to let it run down. Yeah, but people will. There's no suppose in, in that in the real world. Suppose, suppose doesn't matter. Hey, I just go back to people dying in the blizzards where their cars couldn't move and they just sat in the car and then got carbon monoxide. And yeah. I can just imagine with the electric vehicles. I mean, you won't mm. get carbon monoxide. So there's that. I mean, there's one plus yeah. that you won't die of carbon monoxide. But we've just heard today with the electric cars as billy bone said you're not going to get much heat out of them no so you'll freeze to death but you won't die of carbon monoxide yeah yeah surfer coming in with forty thousand satoshis just says rage party oh thank you surfer that is what this show's all about yep sir net ned came in with a hundred thousand satoshis and says happy 100th and we still have to get larry set up with a uh with a get albi wallet I know, I know. After Sir Netned, we have Sir Truck Driver who just says happy 100 with his 100,000 Satoshi donation. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Sir Truck Driver. His show is Rolling On. Show. Is rolling that- On. Show. Yes. I always want to make sure because I, I often screw up my own domain. So I don't want to send people to the wrong place. But Sir Truck Driver, he does his show. You want to check that out. There's a lot of people that do shows. When I was a kid, there was a truck, a show about truckers called moving on, not rolling on moving on. And it starred Claude Akins and holy shit. A guy named Frank Converse. How did I pull that out of my ass? I don't know. And I was, yeah. And I was a little kid. I used to watch. I dug it. You know, these guys would just go, you know, hauling ass across, uh, across the country. I think they drove at Kenworth. It's a fun show. Hey, I remember watching bj and the bear oh greg evigan <laughs> well okay there you go another and one the, mon- the monkey was the better actor the, mon- <laughs> the monkey was the better actor there were a <laughs> there was a plethora of usually ditzy but pointy blondes on the show yes yes it was amazing yeah because <laughs> you know i've been around a lot of truck stops in all of my travels <laughs> you don't see too many pointy blondes Maybe they're not just two. they're not just hanging out in the daisy no. do cut off shorts and the tight no. t-shirts no, you're like, wait, no. what? This is uh, this is why I'm here. Yeah, but yeah, the monkey was hilarious, and I loved. I don't know why, but that big rig with the red and white stripe going down it, I just thought that was really cool. Yeah, right. it was the Starsky and Hutch Peter built. Yes. Oh, you're right. That. I yeah. kn- how did I never think that that was kind of the same design going on? Probably the same network. Because I love the Starsky and Hutch car as well. Oh yeah. And watching that show when you're like eight or 10 years old and not oh. knowing what, what, all about what Huggy Bear doing, <laughs> <laughs> which was again, that show I've watched fairly recently, not all the way through, but it holds up as something that took place in the 1970s. I mean, it wouldn't, yes, you know, it's not horrible writing. There's some things that are so bad, like the, and I hate to say this because I love the original run. It won a lot of awards and I think it ran. Long for 11 time. years frazier did you watch the original frazier i never at all? watched frazier i never did no the original i thought was really well done the reboot so far through three episodes was kind of like they took the character of frazier which 
Kelsey Grammer is a professional. He's playing the same character and he plays it well. Yes. But it was like dropping Frasier into sitcoms with the other actors uh, doing bad sitcom acting with a bad laugh track. And I'm like, ew. you're ruining the whole yeah. concept of what made that show great. I'm hoping that it'll find its legs, but in today's world, I'm not too sure. Although I don't understand how he just doesn't go. No, that's not how we're going to. I'm surprised they gave him a reboot because he's very much a uh, sort of a, on our side of the political fence. Yes. It doesn't play very well in, uh, in Hollywood. So good for him. Oh yeah. I remember, I mean, I had not followed where he was politically until, and I'm sure it's very easy to find this. He posted on social media, wearing a shirt about abortion that said, if abortions were carried out with guns with liberals before, I mean, it was something like that. And it was like, Ooh. like, that's a damn good question. It is like, how dare people ask questions? Don't ask questions. No, they don't want you to. It would be bad. <laughs> but thank you, sir. Truck driver coming in. The NA millennial with 10,000 Satoshis says, congrats on 100 men. If your listeners want another podcast where the hosts use their real names Ooh. and stand by what they say, have them check out the Millennial Media Offensive with Dan Henrig and John H. Do. Rage okay. on the offensive. I see. I always thought. Uh, I always thought John was using a, a pseudonym, but that's just a real good rate. That's kind of like a good a radio name. name. It's a ra- that's a name with marquee appeal. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. And they, it's again, these were uh, Billy Bones was the first. And Dan is the guy over on uh, No Agenda Social that every day is telling you what's coming up live on the stream. He's the one that posts that. And I often reboost that, at least on the days where one of my shows pop up, because that's when I see it more. Nice. But he tries to keep everybody with like, hey, here's what's going on. All these live shows, all these things happening. So check out the MMO show. We always make fun like what the MMO show could mean because it's always short <laughs> to the MMO. And it was like massive memory overload. I mean, there's been things <laughs> that I'm like, wait, no, that sounded way better. I think we gave him some that ideas. Be good. Yeah. Do that in. Yeah. Coming in with 1515, another from comic strip blogger. See, this is where CSB. the boosts really work out. It's interactive. Yeah. Between the producers and the um, the people that are doing the show, comic strip bloggers says Corvat electric cars from NIO with swappable battery have range of 600 miles. Corva, well, that's wow. 600 miles is pretty good for a swappable that's, battery. Yeah. If they figure that out, electric cars become a lot more usable, but probably still not in uh, climates mm. like Chicago. But yeah, but still, that's impressive. And also, the more that I see that, uh, Electric vehicles coming into contact with salt water make them, well, ignite into flames at some point. Boom. That's a bad idea. Yeah. I like if you drive them into a pond accidentally, do you electrocute yourself? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, you probably die because then the doors won't open. Right. It's just bricked. You're right. <laughs> and, and then you're dead. And I don't know how to say this name, but this was um, uh, 1100 Satoshis from Tanstuffel who oh. says happy 100th. And they also sent in some artwork that I used that, to, uh, that artwork is fucking fantastic. Tan stuff. Thank you. It's just, it's jaw dropping. It's, it's scarier. It's, it's scarier. Sc- than- Holy shit. <laughs> Whoa. Are you kidding? Yeah. I mean, I mean, our, our logo is like the Sesame street version of this thing. This thing is like, Holy shit. This exactly. Cause we were like, well, we don't want to scare people too much. Yeah. Yeah. But- and this art was like, no, yes, we do. 
Yes, we do. Yes, yes we absolutely do. Shitshitpants.com when you see this. Right. When you see this artwork. Yeah. Yeah. So when they came in with the art, they said, congrats on show 100. Uh, Thank you. Made a little something in honor of the milestone. Do with it what you will. And it's a beautiful artwork. It's, it's sensational. Love it. And uh, you, people need to be scared. They need a little bit of rage. Yeah. And the thanks. I think that's all the booster gram. So, I mean, thanks to everybody. Okay. This was, you know, very much like one of those no agenda episodes where they hit a milestone that, uh, yeah. you know, half the show is the donations. But this is a uh, it is a rage party. It is indeed. And we appreciate everybody. Now that we got <laughs> over 100 in the troll room. Let's see. Is this like no agenda? Yeah, 86. You see, we talk about people that donate. Yes. And everybody drops out of the out of the but troll uh, room. My thing says it's 117 people here. Why does mine say that? Well, that is what is currently in the there are two different numbers and everybody okay. has that question. All right. The amount that are in the troll room is never what Adam is counting for no agenda. It is the amount of people that are tuned into the live stream. Oh, I get you. So they overlap quite a bit. I see. Okay. Yeah. Net, net, did you scare everybody away? <laughs> but I mean, we do have a few clips as well. I mean, probably not going to get to all of these clips. Probably not. But I think we'd still need to, uh, you know, we need to do the, the, the thing. I mean, we can't leave without people getting there. Let me see. It. Where's there's so many things and they're open at the same time. Larry and Darren. Yeah. All those, all those, uh, Open tabs, I know. It's crazy. But we have to do this. Imagine being such a schmuck that all the other people in the schmuck party not only want to defeat you and not only hate you, but they have coordinated their hatred so that the votes against you keep growing and you get more humiliated each time you step out there. Imagine that's you. That would make you Jim Jordan. Hi, (laughs) schmuck. Yeah, I mean, don't you love that? I mean, I thought this this whole clip was worth it just for this to use as a cold opener, this line here. Hi, schmuck. I mean, that's that's it. That's it. Sure. I mean, on a beautiful (laughs) show that we have to thank everybody, all the people that came in to help support this show, Mm -hmm. all the people that are listening live who want to feel the rage. I mean, what better way to start with a cold opener of Keith Oberman saying, hi, schmuck. Schmuck. Yeah. It's like what he doesn't realize is he's the schmuck. You know, it was very good, but I would, I would, I would take a second listen to uh, Dame Slamey's rant. There might be something in there that tops Keith. There's, and I'd like the sound of it a lot better too. Just say you have a good point there. You know, you have Keith, a good point. He's a dick, and I don't like him. Well, see now, right there, I think you may have done better than Dame Slamey, which is that. But we will, uh, yeah. And we, the female voice is always good as well. Yeah, we never. I don't think we've ever had a lady's voice uh, as a cold opener, have we? Maybe Tina. I'd have to go back and look. Maybe Tina. That's possible. But I like I like Dame Slamey's voice better. Twenty-two Republicans now vote against him, and at least seven of them claim Jordan is responsible for doxing them and intimidation against them, and in at least one case, death threats. So they are reporting. I know, right? I mean, he goes in <laughs> such directions <laughs> that it doesn't even make sense. No, it doesn't even make sense. Like, well, you're gonna. It's like Trump. We're gonna blame them for everything. And it's like, well, people are blaming you for it. It don't mean that it's true. 
So they are reportedly coordinating their no vote so he gets less support on each vote. I'll explain who the fictional Senator Fred Van Ackerman was, which movie he was in, and why Jim Jordan is one plot twist away from becoming him. Also, I'll explain how the Gaza hospital scam didn't even last 24 hours. Because if it starts with they bombed the hospital, but it turns out they actually bombed the parking lot, all the other claims become exponentially less believable. And the genius of Joe Biden for going to Israel and throwing this country's weight behind the truth. And what the newspaper men were writing 40 years ago today about the president who was too old to even think about running again and who might not run again and would be facing, if he did run again, an unbeatable opponent. That president wound up winning the Electoral College by 525 votes to 13. That's probably about what Trump will win in the next yeah. Next election. (laughs) Then Keith will be jumping off a building. Oh, yeah. With any luck. He just gets things so wrong. So so wrong. All the time. Yeah. And if you really think, I mean, I'm not going to say that Joe Biden shouldn't have gone over to Israel, but if you really think that makes a difference in the grand scheme of things, you're delusional. Yeah. I mean, it's the right thing to do to go and show support for a country that is an ally but if you really think that's gonna do any he's like oh, i know the i know the truth behind the hospital bombing nobody really does nobody does he's an idiot and i the only person i saw that covered that in a way that i think was fair and i'm gonna say fair and balanced and it's bullshit <laughs> because it's an old fox trope it never is yeah and but there was bill o'reilly who back maybe when he was on fox was fair and balanced because he covered this from both angles and he said well here's what happened the israelis are saying it was an errant missile from a terrorist group and this is how it all happened he's like but the you know hamas the palestinians are saying this and he's like anybody that is telling you with 100 percent certainty at this point and this was you know a day or two well last week probably thursday Anybody that's telling you that this is 100% settled is lying to you. But everybody in the news media was. The people on the Fox overall, the conservatives were telling you, well, of course, Israel didn't do this. Where the people at MSNBC were like, oh, of course, Israel did this. Of course. But to pretend, just like half the stuff going on within Ukraine, to pretend like you have an information source. Right. That is 100% accurate and to not leave that open. That is how the media used to cover things was, well, here's what appears to have happened, but these people say this instead in this, you give both sides of the story and that way people can decide on their own. Now you cannot let people decide on their own. No, no, no. Letting people decide on their own means they may make the wrong choice. That's right. Can't have that. (laughs) <laughs> they may make the wrong choice and you're not going to like that very much. No. Now this, I thought was just interesting because it one, it was a quick little minute clip, but what this was on YouTube and this was, I believe directly from Joe Rogan's show. So the people posting this stuff, Joe Rogan goes on Epic rant, all caps, Epic rant about killing bugs. And while he makes some good points here, he does not come anywhere near close to having an epic rant. 
Like if we think that every life form is a life form, if we think that one equals one, you know, like one roach that dies or one mouse that gets run over by a combine in a field where they're trying to cultivate wheat, one is one. If that's the case, like (sighs) you can't be spraying bug spray on ants, but we don't think that we like even vegans get hit by a mosquito that slap that motherfucker mm-hmm. you know they kill that bitch right everybody kills mosquitoes fuck you i'm not going to be itchy for your life no one says just take from me what you need the only reason why you're doing is because you're needy please take from me and make me itchy nobody does that everybody swats you find a tick you pull that fucker off yeah. you oh my god this tick you kill it you don't go kind of let it go so it can give lyme disease to other folks and other animals now you kill that little cocksucker mm-hmm. little blood sucking piece of shit you find a leech on you you're a little leech do what you must <laughs> take from me what you must no you peel that bitch That's off if, it, if you have to rip it in half you rip it in half but when it gets to like things with fur then we go oh what are you doing yeah so i, I don't I don't even think that was a rant. It was a good comedy bit. Yeah. I mean, sure. But I, I mean, that's always, that's always been my contention. I mean, in, in, you know, back in LA, coyotes were a terrible problem. They were eating people's dogs and cats and sometimes kids. But because they kind of look like dogs and Disney can anthropomorphize them and sort of say they've got a personality and all these little assholes get behind that. Right. You know. Oh, you know, they, we, we have to, they were, the, the, the big argument, argument was they were here first. Okay. Well, and my answer is, yeah, so we're fucking roaches and rats and you kill those. They're vermin. Why is a coyote any, any different? Because it's got a kind of doggy face. That's why. You and can't kill a coyote, but damn, you can kill a kid. That's fine. Exactly. Yeah. So you're right. If it's furry though, then it's fine. Furry. So it's okay. Now, if kids could just start growing more fur. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> It'd be much genetically really hairy. People are going to be way better off yeah. as we move down the line. Yeah. Now you have a Scott Lobito clip, which I think we, I mean, it wouldn't be episode number 100 without. I guess not. We guess we kind of have to uh, leave uh, Scott in. Yeah. We got to Lobito him. <laughs> I mean, that, see, maybe that's, we could start using that as a verb. That's good word. Yeah. Don't Lobito me. Yeah. Don't lobite on me, bro. (laughs) Hey, friends, specifically to you folks that live in a district of these 25 scumbag rhinos that just pretty much help the Democrats fuck this country over. Now, I know how pissed you are. And if you're not pissed, you should be. Because you were on a phone and emails all day yesterday, the day before today. Telling your representative that you put in office what to do because that's their job to represent you and what did these representatives these scumbag rhinos do in front of your family to your face they said fuck off to you so what you need to do is do what you promised which is to primary them they're going to be primary they're going to be out of a job see what they think that's what scumbag politicians do. They know that a lot of you are suckers and you'll forget. Just go That's back true. to making marjapan cookies and playing beach ball bingo and forget about it. Ah, see? Yeah, the attention span is. Oh, yeah. It's so true. So by the time the next election rolls through, mm-hmm. what happened in the last one, nobody is even thinking about it. Unless it's something, I guess, that uh, whatever news organization you're following wants to keep beating on. Yeah. But most of them, nah. It's too long yeah. ago. 
too long ago. And it's, he's very right. He says, what the, it's, as soon as the election cycle comes up, then they come out of the fucking sewer with some crumbs to throw you. And he's, he's definitely right about it. You know, some monkey bars for your school, or we're going to paint the curbs yellow for safety. Some fucking bullshit that makes idiots go, oh, yeah, okay. That's my congressman. Right. We're backing you. Right. I got your back. Well, that's why you forget a lot of these things. The guy here in Chicago that's doing the the videos here, the uh, Pete Santangelo, I think. Again, mm. I probably keep screwing up his name. Right. But in one of the episodes, the guy he was talking to brought up how a bunch of the parking meters in the city were sold to a third party entity years ago for a one time payment because they needed the money fast. So they sold the parking meters on the city streets to a third party company for however many million. But the lease that they gave them was like 20 years. So now every penny that's being paid on the streets of Chicago into a parking meter goes to a company in Saudi Arabia. Can't make this shit up. <laughs> I love it. That's fucking brilliant. That's great. Uh -huh. I'd rather I'd rather go there than to Chicago. Absolutely. <laughs> There's yeah, you want that yeah. money? At least maybe they'll put it towards something that would maybe. actually uh, yeah. that would actually benefit. But it's like you don't realize how short sighted. And I think that was Mayor Daly, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. But how short sighted it's like, okay, we we got like seven million dollars or whatever the amount was. Yeah to sell the parking meters for 20 years. Well, that seemed like a great deal when you get all the money up front, but 20 years is a long time. Yeah. <laughs> They'll vote for me around election time. You can't do that. You got to keep calling every day, emailing every day up until the election to let them know how fucked up they are and that they're out of a job. See, I'll give you a little secret here about how they work. Come around election time, they show up in your district, in your community, with a little bag of shells. Oh, looks like you need some new trees in the park. Here you go. Me loves you. It looks like you need those potholes repaired. Here you go. Me loves you. You need that playground in the schoolyard fixed? Here you go. Remember me. See, what you need to do at that moment is use Amendment 1, and you get right the fuck in their face like this. And you say, no, thanks. We got enough trees this year. No, thanks. We're going to drive around the potholes this year. And no, thanks. We don't need no new rubber mats in the playground in the schoolyard. You know why? Because I want my kids to fall off the monkey bars like we did when we were kids. Crack our head a little bit. Get some stitches so they toughen up. And don't become weak-ass, snowflake, oversensitive wussies like you. You, who are now out of a job. So fuck me? No, sonny boy. Fuck you. And P.S. The red light means that the fries are done. <laughs> now get out of my face. Hey, I mean, I keep seeing these commercials that say... One out of every eight people in the United States has worked at McDonald's, which I think is just a great. Really? Yeah. Is that true? Holy shit. I mean, that's what McDonald's is claiming. Wow. I wonder how much that's going to go down when everything's taken over by AIs mm. and robots. <laughs> really? And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. but the politicians, yeah, they're the ones that you need to get out of office. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, God bless. There was just a federal judge. And I have no idea how this stuff happens after the amount of years, because there was the California ban on the danger, scary looking assault rifles like the AR-15 or the right. yeah, AR-15s. The mean guns. Uh-huh. Yeah. I keep wanting to say AK-47s or whatever, but those are actually war guns. The yeah. AK-47, but the AR-15s. And, and uh-huh. That the it's almost been like three decades now that there was a law in California that you couldn't own those scary mm-hmm. assault guns. A federal judge just knocked that down this past week hmm. and also said, hey, yeah, these things about the uh, magazines being too big. Uh uh-uh, uh, fuck you. No. Love it. Which, if this goes through in California now, that Let's would see. lead me to believe because the Illinois State Police are still like, Okay, everybody, would you please uh, register your guns so everybody mm. in the state isn't made a felon who has one of these things? Yeah. But I think you have until January. So I, I understand why people, when you can do this online as well, if you really are going to do it, I understand waiting to the last possible minute because I think there is a better than average chance that this is going to be slapped down by a federal judge before then. So why give your, this almost seems like we were talking about with the marketing bullshit of please take our survey. <laughs> this seems like a way they're just trying to get all of your information, knowing that this Could law be. is going to be jacked down anyway. Could be. Yeah. yeah, sure. Because the federal judge that said the California law, he's like, well, here's the thing. People use these for their self-protection. And well, the criminals are not going to give them up. So again, this was the basic argument that so many of us have made, which is if you make these weapons illegal, they're already on the street. There are, there are millions of guns on the street already. If you make them illegal, the only people that are going to turn them in, register them or whatever are going to be the people who would not commit crimes with them in the first place. Mm-hmm. At least a vast majority. I know there are things that can happen. People that commit crimes in a fit of passion, but it's one of these things like, you know, if you walk in with your wife and your best friend, well, okay. If you don't have your AR 15, you mean you're not going to run them over with your electric vehicle. <laughs> you're going to do it in one way, shape or form. So, sure. but this, Oh no, if the gun wasn't there, everybody would be safe. Mm-hmm. So thanks to the federal judges who are still doing their jobs. I'm so shocked to hear that. I know, well, it's actually something that's been down for so long, but it's the same bullshit of, yeah. well, the Republicans reversed Roe versus Ray Wade. It's like, no, no, they did not. Mm-hmm. People don't understand what the court system does, but we should we expect them to because the education no. system has failed no. them. No, 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 no. Has failed them. Now, you had a few other clips as well. Do any of these need to be uh, brought to the forefront here? Um, well, you mean, a, you mean, a, you mean a, um, sort of a expository thing before you hit play or just, we run out of time with you. I mean, either way I can keep going. I just don't um, want to. Well, there's a fun one here, um, by it's a recording of the guy that wants to be <clears throat> president of Argentina. Oh, now is this the guy, somebody was like the Donald Trump of Argentina. Is this? He is, he, except he's, he's Trump on steroids, steroids <laughs> and meth. <laughs> Does he have, does he have like, orange hair or uh no but he's got great he's got like beetle hair it's pretty crazy really hair. yeah 
And um, so he, this, this was recorded at some type of a political rally for him, which looked like it was, holy shit. I mean, it was an, an enormous, one of these probably 80,000 capacity stadium things, you know, it was just, whoa. And he was sort of singing a song, right, to the crowd. It's a very short clip, maybe 27 seconds or something. And he's, he's singing it in Spanish. And the guy, you know, if there's one thing I love about this guy, he hates commies and he pulls no punches in discussing them. So, you know, some years ago, I had a Mexican girlfriend who taught me quite a bit of Spanish. I was almost fluent, but I've, I've forgotten a lot. But I thought I'd take a shot at interpreting what he's saying as he's singing. Okay, so if I need to stop at any time, just let me know. Yeah. Que el domingo cueste lo que cueste. Commies are shit. Commies are shit. Domingo tenemos que ganar. Kill the fucking commies. Kill the fucking commies. <laughs> I like this song. Yeah. Primera vuelta a la puta. Commies are shit. Commies are shit. Primera vuelta puta que los parió. Primera vuelta. And it's, he's, he's good. It sounds good too. I'm telling you. It sounds good. I can just see Donald Trump out there doing this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, he does kind of have the Trump sound. He's got a little bit of that. Yeah. You know, that would be good. I mean, maybe somebody should yeah. suggest this to Donald Trump that he should start singing a little start bit. Singing. And sing like that. Can you imagine how the left would be confused? They would immediately would be like. Their heads would explode. He's out of his mind. He's finally losing it. While they look at Joe Biden and go, well, he's such a good president. Yeah. Joe Biden's doing such a good job. Well, that's what um, uh, Liz Cheney said. I have a clip, too, if you want to. The guy flat out. What's his name? Uh, Jake Tapper. Who's an oh, imbecile. God. He's horrible. He's horrible. And he, he misquoted and took Trump, you know, quotes out of context as he always does. And then he, then he says to her, you know, again, putting the ball in the tee, you know, if you had to vote right now, is it, is it Trump or, uh, or Biden? And, you know, of course, Liz's answer is quite predictable. But, Who do you uh, think is providing better leadership on the international stage right now, um, Biden or Trump? Oh, certainly Biden. <laughs> Yeah, the fucking world is on fire. Oh, certainly Biden. <laughs> uh, leadership on leadership. the international stage. Yeah. International stage. Well, I mean, nothing is better than Joe Biden getting out there going, yeah, I want to everything. And then I can get your license. I mean, that says it all. Says it all. Um, President Biden also pushed for more aid to Ukraine. I want you to take a listen to what a sitting Republican senator uh, had to say about the package that Biden is pushing. Whatever your view, Sean, on, on Ukraine, it is a separate country and a separate problem. I think what the president did is completely disgraceful. If he wants to sell the American people on 60 billion more to Ukraine, he shouldn't use dead Israeli children to do it. It was disgusting. Your response? Look, I mean, what J.D. Vance look, is saying. Right. Right. Look, so even chicks are saying, look, look, and, look, uh, look, what do you make of that? Oh, look, yeah, what do you mean? Look is is uh completely wrong uh ignorant uninformed um as i said before america is facing four adversaries right now and and major adversaries in china and russia and north korea and iran and what happens with respect to our willingness to defend ukraine has a direct impact on all of those other um, challenges and conflicts we face and the idea that uh, we're now in a situation where i mean i don't believe that for yeah, a minute i mean i've heard this from shit. a lot of people 
mm-hmm. that, well, the reason that you can't pull out of Ukraine until you have the result that you want yeah. was because of what China is going to do to Taiwan. It's like, well, how are they related? They're not. It's total pretzel logic. She's full of shit. You know, there's a, there's a, there's any number of women who are capable of you know running, doing, running a country or almost the world. She's not one of them. Okay. No, she, you know, her father was a fucking asshole, a warmongering dick, literally named Dick. And she is his daughter and she is duplicitous. She's deceitful. She's uninformed. She's fucking ignorant. But what she does have, I sound like the Wizard of Oz at the balloon scene at the end. Yeah. She, she, she lacks a brain. What she, what she, what she doesn't, what she does have is she's got Mensa glasses. And this is what stupid people do from, you know, Sarah Palin to Kristen Cinema. It's like Keith oh, Olbermann. Keith Olbermann. Exactly. I'm a fucking moron, but let me put these frames on. Don't I look smart now? Am I smart yet? Do I look smart now? That's who this woman is. Well, of course, you always say the exact opposite and you blame the other side for, oh, he's just very ignorant. Uh huh. Sure. Without ever yeah, explaining sure. why. Yeah. Um, you've got this growing movement on the part of Republicans. Uh, not to support American aid to Ukraine is dangerous. It's wrong. Uh, anybody who's today saying they don't support aid to Ukraine needs to be asked. And frankly, I hope they will be asked in the candidate forum tomorrow night for speaker. Why in the world would you be engaged in surrendering to America's adversaries? Because that's what that is. Stop. If you do not support- surrendering. Surrendering. I, I don't know about you. I don't see any North Korean guns at my head or the border anywhere or Russians, or Russia no. or China or Iran. Where, what the fuck are you talking about, lady surrendering to? And you know what? Why does she get off her fat ass and drag over there and shoulder a fucking gun and show us how it's done? Well, to say that it's dangerous yeah. and wrong to not continue sending unchecked amounts of money. Yeah. Now that's dangerous and wrong. That's dangerous and wrong. But you know this is going to wind up with American boots on the ground. They're itching for it. And Adams 100% right. You know, war sells, oh, continu- continuity of leadership. They you know, fucking blinking all these douchebags. They want a fucking ground war. They need it. And she's part of that. She's 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 a disgusting human being. Yeah, the war machine's got to run. Yeah. And it just it does not make sense again to be an unchecked amount of money it's like well no i mean you have to be fiscally responsible and and sadly you have to decide what it's worth whether you believe that ukraine is the greatest country in the world and should be independent you go well how much money are we spending on this and what's really the downside if russia takes the whole damn country over And as the United States, I mean, I'm not talking about people that are over there and people that are Ukrainian. I mean, I get you're Ukrainian. You want to be independent. That's fine. Well, not all of them do. A lot of of them didn't want to be. Right. Well, a lot of them went into Russia. Refugees left and went to fucking Russia. Uh You know, that always tells you it's like when you're leaving the country to go to the country that's invading you. Yes. Yes. It's a weird thing. So full of shit. She is so full of shit. But it's about that unchecked money because. Again, it's not about whether you support what's going on in Ukraine. You're saying, hey, as the United States, this again would be if somebody comes to your door, Larry, and says, you know, there's a few families in the neighborhood that 
are really having a hard time. We're collecting, you know, 50 bucks from everybody in the neighborhood if you can afford it to help them. And you're like, yeah, that's a great thing, man. I want to help them out. Here's 50 bucks. Well, then they show up a week later and say, well, we need another thousand. You go, well, I'm going to have to think about that. Yeah. You don't just go, well, here, I just, I don't have an unlimited amount of resources. But the government, because they print money like fucktards, they're like, well, we have to keep sending the money. But Janet Yellen says we do. We've got limitless supplies. You know, and, and, and remember the thing, I wish I'd clipped this, I, you know, because we didn't have time. I wanted to send it to you. We, we used a partial clip from this last week. Adam was using it. It's the 60 minute thing of Joey. Right. And, and, uh, Scotty, another one of his softball questions, you know, um, what about sending money to Ukraine? Can, no, he said, can we handle uh, a war here, there, whatever thing. And, and fucking idiot boy, maggot brain says, we're the United States of America. We're the most powerful country that ever was. You know, I, I thought, hey, this guy couldn't pass a fifth grade history test because probably half a dozen various Caesars said that when Rome was fucking disintegrating because they were overextended around the world with empire building just as we are. So, Joey, shut the fuck up. You know nothing. Well, it was kind of like the falling and slashing somebody's tire rather than keying their car. The right answer at the beginning of this <laughs> might have been to send troops in because at least the troops can't be misspent. I mean, you're, yeah. you're risking lives. There's that. But they're there to do a job. And it's not like what's going on in Ukraine where there are billions of dollars disappearing. It's one of those things. It's like, again, people want to give. If you gave money to a charity and then you found out, you know, three weeks later that that charity, all that money that you gave, well, nobody knows where it went. Well, you'd never give money to that chararity again. Well, you know what? It's the internet world. Yeah. Um, everything's online from healthcare to whatever. Set up that fucking GoFundMe for Ukraine instead of just automatically pulling it out of my pocket and yours. You know, if you want to donate, here it is. Here's what to do it. Leave it that way. That's how you do it. You, you, yeah. you have to get through and you have to, uh, you have to wash that money somehow. In, uh, yeah, right. in the, uh, the, the, the show that I was talking about last week with Forrest Whitaker, the uh, godfather of yes. Harlem. Great show. There was one uh, scene in now where the one chick's talking to the mobster and like, well, you're paying taxes for all these uh, gas stations that you own. And he's like, yeah, well, it's cheaper to pay, you know, that 4% than to go to jail or whatever. And she's just like, well, you just don't pay the taxes and then put them into a different name the next year. And that company goes bankrupt and they can't collect. And it's like, oh, Mm. (laughs) like, can we do that? (laughs) It's like, let's do that. That's the kind of thinking that we're dealing with in Ukraine right now. Yeah. Support aid to Ukraine, given the global atmosphere and the context in which we're living. The global atmosphere that we're living in. Does that got to do with climate change? The fuck is that? Yeah, (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Hear that one again. Rendering to America's adversaries, because that's what that is. If you do not support aid to Ukraine, given the global atmosphere and the context in which we're living, you are, in fact, helping America's adversaries. Um, you're demonstrating weakness at precisely the moment when we need to be showing strength. So it's 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 dangerous and ill-informed. You're, yeah, I know. No. And this. Because uh, everything is playing out mm-hmm. on a local level as well. Again, going back to the guy that was riding along with the Chicago cop, they talked to a bunch of the migrants that were here. It was interesting because every one of them that they talked to was from Venezuela. So obviously the Venezuelans came to Chicago. Mm. 
And it's a horrible story because they're all most of these people that they were talking to have been here for weeks, you know, if not months, have no way to work because they need a permit to work. So they want to work. They want to make money, but they can't legally. So they're sitting there in the police station and then in front of the police station during the day, they let them sleep inside the police station at night, which is a horrible thing. Like all the kids were sick when they were in there. It's like, I can only imagine what kind of stuff spreads, but they come here and they're like, we want to work. And you're like, well, you can't, that's the catch 22. Yeah. It's like, and you'd have no place to stay and you can't get a place to stay until you're able to work. And they're like, well, you can't work legally. It's like all this stuff is playing out right before our eyes and here in Chicago. Then they talked to a bunch of homeless people. A lot of them were vets that weren't totally high on drugs because there's a lot of people that are high if they're homeless and have abuse problems and all that. Sure. That, you know, you really you can't control in shelters and things like that. But there were a lot of these guys that were vets that appeared to be sober that said, well, the migrants are all sleeping in the police stations and the, we can't go in. So it's like, this is where you start having a fracturing when you see a city that will not take care of the people that have been homeless here for years, but somebody shows up brand new. Well, no, we're going to give you different things. Sure. It's like, this is not the right thing to do, but you know, people like Liz Cheney, they don't understand that. We just can keep paying out. We can keep spreading resources around that we don't have mm-hmm. and never want to think about where that money's coming from because it's never coming from them. The center will not hold. It will collapse. There's no, no question about it. None. So. <laughs> and uh, just to give everybody a little something extra special today. Oh, boy. I brought two of these. Ooh. Sidney Powell flips on Trump in Georgia. And if Sidney Powell flips on Trump in Georgia, Sidney Powell has to flip on Trump in Jack Smith's case in Washington. Otherwise, he could prosecute her for anything she says. And to avoid jail, she's agreed to say just about everything. Now, two things. One, what that just says to me is she's not actually telling the truth. She's just willing to say what she has to say to keep her own ass out of jail. But Keith is fine with that as long as it's against Trump. Sure. If somebody was doing that to Joe Biden, no, no, that's wrong. Sure. Strong army. And the thing that I thought was the funniest when it came down to the Sidney Powell stuff, and I think this happened in the last week, so we wouldn't have talked about it, was when it came down that, you know, Sidney Powell is reaching a plea deal I mean, people are saying she's flipping on Trump, but she's going for a plea deal. They're totally different things. The use of the language is very misleading. Yes. The headlines, there were two op-eds that I saw, one on Fox and their website and one on CNN's website. The headline on the Fox website was, oh, Sidney Powell coming to a plea deal. Good news for Trump. What do you think the headline (laughs) was on CNN? Lay it on me. Sidney Powell getting a plea deal. Bad news for Trump. Literally. <laughs> Literally the exact opposite take. That is and too much. It's like, yeah. so where is reality? Um, where is reality? And if you look at all the charges they laid at her, they're all misdemeanors. So it's fucking littering. I mean, get out of here. Such bullshit. Blitz wants to know if you're going to rant about getting into the no agenda stream, registering your nickname and all that. Because <laughs> it's not easy. 
And he doesn't want to talk to you in the troll room anyway. I know you're, you have a registered nickname in there, but what the password is, is probably another. uh, Yeah. Long gun. From the Georgia election subversion scheme to the national subversion scheme. That means the December 18th meeting about having the military seize the voting machines and about having Trump make her special counsel to prosecute, well, Biden supporters. Also, why he did not do any of that and instead chose to stochastically provoke January 6th. Oh, there we go. The The S word. Yeah. The S word. Stochastically. (laughs) Fucking idiot. And I tell you, I cleaned up this audio and it still sounds like it's in a tin can. Provoke January 6th. Because the Kraken lady may be, to quote Elmer Fudd, a squooey wabbit. But she ain't going to Alcatraz. You know I mean, why it sounds that way? It's, a, yeah, it's, it's Keith's it's the brain. echo from inside his empty fucking skull. <laughs> that's what I was guessing. Yeah, that's what it is. That seems about right, too. Yeah. And he tries to be, I, I will tell you, it's one of these things where it's, it's not really, is it? Are we pity listening to Keith? Is that what it is? <laughs> no, no, we have a, no, it's, I wouldn't call it pity listening, though. It's, it's definitely a hate listening because, I mean, I do find it, his lack of being funny when trying to be funny, I find funny. So he has the correct response from me. Yeah. But for a different reason. Yeah. <laughs> Plus Republicans in disarray. Again, short version, Jim Jordan, election denier denies election. Yeah. Which uh, again, can we talk about Hillary? Let's do that. Uh-huh. Because she never denied an election. Can we talk about Stacey Abrams? Maybe. Mm. Maybe. No, it's okay to deny elections if you're a Democrat. Keith has no problem with them. And this is where assholes like this will never understand. It's like, I would actually take you quite a bit more seriously if you were to call it out on both sides, but you never do. Never. Loses by 22, convinces none of them to vote for him. He's going to try it again anyway. It's so bad that Lauren Boebert and Nancy Mace have both made inadvertent sex jokes about it. And in the wake of the president's great speech about Israel, the Gaza. Oh, the president's great, great speech. speech. Great speech. Oh, so wow. great. Was he actually legitimately able to be understood for more than a few minutes? I, I, I really, I have a hard time listening, so I don't even know one way or the other. As a hospital scam gets scammier. U.S. Intel says the death toll is closer to 100. European Intel says it may be as low as one dozen. Oh, so we don't well, that's care. Good that's good news. That's uh-huh. good news. Oh, yeah. See, yeah. See, it's, 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 it's nothing. We bombed hospital. Yeah. But then it doesn't, right. It was, again, you run with it yeah. and then go, oh, no, no, that's not real. Yeah. Again, you never know where the truth is why you listen to planet rage that's right this is the spot let's see i had an angry college student he can certainly wait that was not that good of a clip and you've still got one with waters on uh, biden is that uh you want to do yeah. that one or do you want to leave that one for uh you could leave that one for another time it's a uh it's always easy to to just bash on joey it's so easy but i mean they're, they're definitely gearing up for a war i mean the water the water saying kind of mirrors or echoes rather uh, what we got from Cheney and uh, you know, they're gearing up for, uh, for a war. You know, there's, uh, there's one great piece in there. Maybe we should roll the, the Biden thing. Yeah. And because I think it's, it's worthy of noting yeah, that. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Cause there's a couple of things that are going to make you laugh. 
And rarely, you know, as just a setup, rarely do war presidents, wartime presidents not get reelected. Yes. And then you ask yourself, even though everybody told us before Donald Trump went into office, oh, my God, if he comes in, it's going to be World War Three, man. He's going to get us into all these wars. And then we had four years of peace. Four years of peace and prosperity. Yes. Why all of a sudden with Joey two, three years in now? War, 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 war everywhere. Everywhere. Almost like it was planned. Almost. Last night, Joe Biden announced he's a wartime president. Well, we're glad he announced it. Yeah. It's always like one of these things where, uh, you know, if you have to point out the obvious, <laughs> I'm the best damn podcast host in the universe. I'm Joe Biden. This morning, I returned from Israel. They tell me I'm the first American president to travel there during the war. I boarded. A- whoa, whoa. So now he's he's right. a hero. Oh, he never passes up an opportunity to pat his own back, even though he can't wipe his own ass um, and claim himself a hero. Once again, I'm the first one to do this. Is Israel technically, though, in a war when you're fighting back against terrorists? I thought that wasn't a war know. if it's just terrorists. Right. Yeah. Good point. It's not. There's no other country they're at war with. No. Train. With blacked out windows for a 10 hour ride each way to Kiev. Ooh, blacked out windows of the 10 hour ride each way. He's so, he's so brave. That Joe's so brave. They just wanted to get a nap. That's just like pulling down the shades. They just pulled down the shades so he could sleep. Yeah. This is just like fucking Hillary with the, the helic. Remember the, the gunfire when she landed at wherever the fuck it was and, and that Brian Williams idiot machine yes. gun fired at my house. He, he's the same, same bullshit. It's incredible. Exactly what uh, Captain Oblivious is saying. I suppose he was under fire as well, just like Hillary. See, you, you're, you're right on it. Stand with the people of Ukraine. I'm told I was the first American to enter a war zone not controlled by the United States military since President Lincoln. We, I mean, that, well, now he's with Lincoln. <laughs> now he's with right. Lincoln. But oh here's, here's something Joey should ask himself. Yeah. The Secret Service in the history of the Secret Service was never dumb enough to let a president go into an active war zone not controlled by the United States. Right. Why did they let you go in, Joey? <laughs> you got to ask yourself that question. <laughs> Maybe they weren't expecting you to come out and it's like all of our problems are answered now. Do you think Commander was with him? Maybe. Well, we know Kamala wasn't, but the dog, I don't know which one has a worse bite. Kamala or uh, C- Commander. Mm. Cannot and will not let terrorists like Hamas and tyrants like Putin win. I refuse to let that happen. Biden's a proxy wartime president. Ignore the fact that his policies got us into these proxy wars. So forget Bidenomics. Biden is running as General Patton. It's an election year. War sells. The Inflation Reduction Act doesn't. Here's proof. Biden's getting slaughtered by Trump in almost every swing state. Georgia. Arizona, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, North Carolina. Biden loses in a landslide if the election was today. So Biden's pivoting. He's running on guns and butter. (laughs) I want a T-shirt of that. Isn't that good? He's He's running on guns and butter. He is right. I mean, the the pivot is so obvious and they want this bad. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised. If, um, you know, there's, they do something that to trigger Iran into throwing some ordinance and boom, and we're off to the races. Watch for that next. Because they want to do whatever they can. Well, they don't even have to have them do it. They just have to be able to report it. Yeah. As we've learned. Mm-hmm. But they are so afraid of Trump winning that this is. Oh. 
This keeps getting more and more interesting to see the levels that will be gone to. Yes. In order to try to prevent that. Pivoting. He's running on guns and butter. Biden's asking Congress for a hundred billion dollars. But Biden says, don't worry. The taxpayers are just funding defense contractors. These proxy wars are made in America. We send Ukrainian equipment sitting in our stockpiles. And when we use the money allocated by Congress, we use it to replenish our own stores, our own stockpiles with new equipment. Equipment that, def- that defends America. Stop. Made- There's your Freudian slip. Equipment to defeat America. Was that what he said? Let's see here. Yeah, listen. Roll back. New equipment. Equipment to defeat the defense. Oh, that is very interesting. <laughs> the truth yeah. wants to come out. We learned that Doesn't from Adam mm. Curry and John C. Dvorak. Yeah. yeah, the the story is well, and I'm sure there is some truth to it, which is why the war machine needs an outlet every X amount of years, because oh, yeah. we have all these old munitions sitting around that we don't want to use ourselves anymore. No. But we can send them to Ukraine and then we can get paid for them. It's like the greatest thing. It's like you yeah. and I going into our pantries and like, oh, shit, there's some canned food from like five years ago expired sitting in here. Yeah. Um, hey, wait, we can send them to the poor and get paid for it. Yes. Boom. That's what they're doing right here. It's made in America. Patriot missiles for air defense batteries made in Arizona. Artillery shells manufactured in 12 states across the country in Pennsylvania, Ohio, Texas, and so much more. And so much, you know, and so much, and so yes. much more, you know, take great pride in it. We make shit, we make, we make shit to kill shit all over the country. I mean, we're and we're so good at killing more. shit. And we're good at killing shit. Yeah. And does it really matter where the munitions were made? No, no. But it does. It sounds like the uh, late night kind of thing. Like, yeah, hey, we're sending Ukraine tanks. We're sending them chips. We're sending them money. And that's not all. We're also no, sending them. All. Exactly. Oh, we're exactly. sending them a brand new Fisher boombox from 1986. There you go. Yeah. World War Two. Today, patriotic American workers are building. The so now there you go. He said it. World War Two. So he's so it's it's it's, it's this is World War Three. Right? Yeah, it kind of sounds like that. It's, of course. Yes. It's a country in Pennsylvania, Ohio, Texas. And so much more. And so much more. You know, just as in World War II, today, patriotic American workers are building the arsenal of democracy. The arsenal Ooh. of democracy. Ooh, the I like that. The arsenal of fucking democracy. Yeah, we've heard that one before. <laughs> I mean, this son of a bitch. <laughs> we know that he didn't well, come up with this by himself. Arsenal no. of democracy. Oh, no, that's an old one. Yeah. That's, that's a great band name, though. Anybody have a punk band looking to get out? Yeah. Y'all can one night only arsenal of democracy. Yeah. I'd go see that band. And serving the cause of freedom. Biden's proxy wars, same thing as his jobs plan. We're building back better an arsenal of democracy. Biden loves democracy everywhere in the world, except here. Here he's arresting Trump. Now, if it seems like Biden's funding all sides of these wars, it's because he is. Which is also an interest. That's, hey, it's great for business. Yeah. If I can give weapons to both sides and get them to start fighting, then I win. He's sending six billion to the Iranians, a hundred million to Hamas, fourteen billion to Israel, sixty billion to Ukraine, five billion to the Saudis, and two billion for Taiwan. Biden's like a Vegas bookkeeper. 
Because the big guy's getting it on the backside too. The Chinese, the Russians, the Ukrainians are sending his family millions. And it's not like anyone's tracking the money because the Pentagon lost $6 billion in Ukraine. And Biden's State Department is admitting, yeah, Hamas is probably going to get their hands on the aid. The people with guns inside Gaza are Hamas. And so Hamas may try to divert this assistance and keep it from getting to the civilians who, who it is intended for. We think that's a legitimate concern. See, it's the thought that counts. That's too much. That's great. Stop. Isn't that fucking incredible? We think it's a legitimate concern. We don't do anything about it, but but we're concerned. Right, because we know (laughs) it's going to happen. Yeah. Well, this is exactly what you got with all the money going into Black Lives Matter. This is what you got going back to 9-11 when all the money came in because people wanted to help those that were affected. And then the money went where? We don't know. We don't know. It's one of those things. It's a thought that counts. You know, yeah. you gave us the money for the victims. We misused it, but you feel good because you think you did good. something. Right. It's a win-win. And the ability to follow up on where that money went to. Yeah. That's really hard to do, especially in a world where journalism is dead. Oh, God, is it ever. And it's one of these things where I think, and we probably talked about this somewhere in the last 99 episodes. But there was a long time that news, at least television news, maybe newspapers have always been a little different, but with television news, it was always being done because they had to do it. They had to provide the local news. It wasn't a money-making entity. So the people that were hired actually wanted to do the job. I mean, I'm sure there were some people who wanted to spread propaganda, but overall, it was people that wanted to get to the truth and report the news. And then with uh, was Ted Turner, the birth of the 24 seven news channel. Well, then it became, well, you had to keep their eyeballs, man. We, the more hours we can keep the eyeballs, the more money we can make. Yes. And that's where it became so many things sensationalized. So many things now absolute clickbait where the headlines never tell you the story. And a lot of the times they actually mislead you oh, yeah. into clicking. I am so tired of like, aren't you rock legend passes away. It's like, well, mm. can't you just say whoever it is? No, no, no. Well, you have to click on anything anymore. Right. You <laughs> have to click reason. on 15 links to yeah. find out. Yeah. And then when they say rock legend, it was a guy that played drums on a track that you never heard of. Exactly. But rock legend. Yeah. It's the way the news works into these proxy wars and now he wants to run as a war hero all of these invasions happened on his watch that doesn't make you a war hero it just means he can't deter anybody the world does what it wants while joe wags his finger and hands out weapons now to be fair i understand the argument why we have to do it but we shouldn't be in the position where we have to do it well why doesn't he hand us weapons why are they taking our weapons away if Joey wants to give everybody weapons, we'll come to Chicago. That was the, uh, yeah. again, Peter Santangelo talked to a alderman who was a retired cop and his advice to people in Chicago, get a gun. Yeah. And really to uh, sort of jerk Jesse's change a chain a bit. Um, no, I don't understand why. Um, there's absolutely no reason we should be giving a fucking nickel to Ukraine or ever should have. It's complete done by fiat just because joey wants to that's it we had no obligation none and it's one of those things once you start it it's way harder to stop 
I mean, if the thing, if the thing, if the news story of, of, of dancing dipshit Zelensky and his fucking bimbo wife vacationing in New York while this war is allegedly raging and she goes to Tiffany and drops over a million bucks on baubles for her turkey neck. If that didn't stop cold, any thought anybody had of giving a fucking nickel to that country, what would? Because unlike Biden, they're throwing this guy out into the news as the genius behind oh, yeah. the military. Oh, he's a hero. Well, you don't fucking hero. leave the battlefield to go party. Yeah. Yeah. You don't go even to go talk to the UN. You don't do it. You send somebody no. else. Exactly. You know, send the wife to the UN. Be like, I'm here to speak for my husband. And shop at Tiffany's. Right. You know, oh, which Cardi, is fine. Excuse me. Tardy. Tardy's a much better store. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You know, all on our dime. I'm sure. Oh, my God. It's sickening. It's just sickening. But once you're able to say, well, we've already, it's, it's so nefarious to think that a lot of this is just, well, we've already given them X amount of billions. So, I mean, we just need a little more to get the job done. Other, all the, the rest of the money we've already given them, you know, that huge amount of money, those billions of dollars that will be wasted if we don't give them a few more. Exactly. And then a few more and then a few more. Mm-hmm. But if we don't do that, all that other money is going to be wasted. and We're going to feel stupid then, aren't we? That's how all this stuff is pushed down people's throats. And they're like, well, yeah, go, boss. We got to do it. Because the president has turned his back on the American people. Here he was last night accusing Americans of hate crimes. I know many of you in the Muslim American community, the Arab American community, the Palestinian American community, and so many others are outraged. He still sounds drunk, though. I mean, they need Always. to give Joey some better drugs. Yeah, they didn't jack him properly for this, no. Oh, many of you in the Muslim American community, the Arab American community, the Palestinian American community, and so many others are outraged and hardied, saying to yourselves, here we go. And hardied? What did he say here? I mean, is it hurting? I don't know. Let me try this again. Have a hearty burger. Maybe. I was like, is it? Could be. Could be. It could be like, is this a big baconator? uh, Didn't Kate Upton and that other (laughs) pointy chick do the commercials? uh, Oh, Paris. No, that was... uh, what was that? Was that was um, Carl's Jr. Yes, right, exactly. Great commercial. And you know, I just saw a picture of her like she has a, a young baby, and she still looks damn good. That girl does not age. Yeah, she went through a phase where it's like she wasn't that hot, but now she looks hot again. Yeah. You in the Muslim American community, the Arab American community, the Palestinian American community, and so many others are outraged and hardied. Saying to yourself, outrage, Harding. It sounds like Harding. Yeah, right? that's what I'm hurting. hearing. Yeah, I'm guessing RNG it, Harding. Right. I'm guessing you're right. It's, he probably means hurting. Yeah, but it doesn't sound anything like hurting. Maybe it's hard onning. Maybe. Yeah. He. That's what Joey gets when he puts all that money through oh, the God, Ukraine because yeah. he knows he gets, he gets sprung. Yeah, he's getting a well. He's getting a nice percentage back. It's yeah. like paying on a credit card with a good percentage yeah, yeah, yeah. back. Joey's like, I'm getting 5% of this back at least. (laughs) The Palestinian American community and so many others are outraged and hardied saying to yourself, here we go again with Islamophobia and distrust we saw after 9-11. We must, without equivocation, denounce anti-Semitism. We must also, without equivocation, denounce Islamophobia. We could just have anybody worried about anybody. Yeah. Joe Biden spent more time last night fighting hate crime. 
than he has in three years fighting real crime. Hate crimes are less than 1% of crime. And Biden spent five minutes in an Oval Office address castigating us over isms and phobias. But Americans are getting murdered, shot, mugged, and the man's dead silent. There's some war zones in America that Joe hasn't visited. North Philly, the south side of Chicago, the Mexican border. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, in his inaugural address, he told us that white supremacy was the biggest problem we had in America. Biggest, biggest problem facing America. Yes. Have we found that to be the case for the next three I years? I don't I haven't seen it, but maybe maybe Joey knows things we don't. I don't, I'm sure Joey knows a lot of things that the rest of the thinking world don't, but that's just because his brain is now oval teen. Yeah. But the one thing to watch out for is the fact that wartime presidents, people like to rally around them. They, they don't sure want to, do. you know, you don't want to change your quarterback when you're in the middle of a war mm. and that's going to be what you're getting. Although again, I don't know how he handles an election cycle because the hiding in the basement thing, People gave him a lot of leeway because of COVID. Sure. Where now I don't think you get that same leeway of, well, why isn't he not out there talking to the media? Why isn't he out there doing? Yeah, they'll cover. They'll say he's strategizing with Zelensky or something. (laughs) Right. Or those scenes in the military movies where the guys are pushing around battleships on the table, that kind of shit. uh Tell him him doing photo ops of that shit. I think he does that anyway. He thinks he's doing things (laughs) and they've got him in front of a battle, a stratego board or a battleship. Or that game, Battleship, put yeah. the pegs in the wall. Yeah. It's very important, Mr. President, sit in front of this and put the pegs in as we put tell you which numbers. All right. I'm pegging the round hole, Joe, not the square one. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's about what Joe Biden can do yeah. at this point. But you have to look at the game that the Democrats are playing. You have to look at who is backing them. You have to look at the game that the Republicans are playing, too, which is we're a bunch of fucking idiots with this House Speaker thing. Oh, God. The Republicans are, while I do not like anything Joe Biden is doing, while I do not like what the, you know, the squad and these liberal Democrats are doing, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the Republicans appear to have any kind of answer to any of the problems in the country. They're just looking even dumber, which is hard to do at this point, but they are, they're looking totally clueless. They're looking like they don't have any idea on how to work together. So I, well, I would love to point blame and say, ah, the Democrats, Joe Biden, they're not working with the Republicans. The fucking Republicans can't even work amongst themselves. True. Which very true. Why is that? Why is that? And why do they not understand that what you have in front of you right now with a befuddled old man as president who can't speak clearly and has led to rampant inflation people are barely able to get the food on the table without going into debt and a lot of them are going into debt oh yes they are the 20 percent of people that answered the one survey i think i talked about it on random thoughts r-a-n-d-u-m-b that a lot of people are no longer spending money on live entertainment concert sporting events and that oh yeah and 20 percent though said no no, i'm going to keep on spending even if i go into debt to do so it's like this is what's wrong with society as a whole 
Like, yeah. Yeah, I'll just I'll just keep putting myself into debt because there is no accountability for anybody. No, well, you know, I mean, it's it's it, they're they're paying off all the student loans. They're still doing that. And then the, the debtors, that'll be the next thing. Well, yeah, you got in over your head. Well, Uncle Joe will cover that for you. Right. You got one hundred thousand dollars in credit card debt. We'll wipe it out. Yeah. But vote for me. Right. Well, this is it. You, If you don't pull the lever for mm-hmm. Joey, you're not going to get it. But this is the beauty. We always have plenty to rage about. We do. And it is an honor for everybody that has stuck around with us here for this live show here today. Episode number 100. 100. What a kick. Still 89 people. See, there's some that came back after the donation segment. This is, we are just a small subset of a no agenda program. Curry effect. I see. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, the minute they're starting to thank people, well, I'm out of here, but I'll check back in. And if they stop doing that, it's the way it works. It's always the way it works. And there's nothing, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. You give us the time you want to give us and time, talent, and treasure. Adam hit that one right on the head. Indeed. You know, as you see in the troll room, a lot of times it's great to be instantaneously fact checked. So when we do these shows live on Mondays, 1 p.m. Central, it is trollroom.io where you can go and you can hang out with people like NetNed and Omega Project and No Beret and all the other folks that have uh, Captain Oblivious. Oh, I can't forget him. No, we can't. And Blitzed and uh, Sir Omaha. It's fun. And we want to be held accountable for what we say because we're telling you about a lot of people who aren't being held accountable. Can you imagine if Joe Biden was able to have a little screen with what the public was saying while he was doing his speech? <laughs> like a super chat. Yeah, yes. That's a great idea. Joe Biden super <laughs> chat. Yeah, he's reading and all of a sudden he's like, what? <laughs> people, that's a hell of an idea, Darren. I like that. People don't like me? What? <laughs> Whereas Trump... Well, Man, I think Trump would be a better troll than you or I could ever be to people back. Oh, yeah. He's he's masterful. He would do it for hours. He would just go yeah. off script and be he would just start going off on all the people in there that are telling him that he's wrong. Yeah, it is a beautiful thing. But thanks to everybody who came in to support this show yeah. today. This is, well, obviously our largest supported show. This is the longest episode of Planet Rage. Yeah. And uh, since we did get over 100 people live during the show, we can't just rage quit and never come back. So I guess we got to come back. We got to come back. We don't have to kill each other, kill ourselves either. So (laughs) suicide pact is off the table. Or would would it wait? See, but would it be a suicide pact or would it be a uh, like a duel, like an old fashioned duel? Well, see, I like you. I don't want to shoot at you. I like you too much. (laughs) It's a suicide. I think it's like it's just a suicide pact. And I don't know poison pills or I don't know what, you know, jumping out of an airplane without a parachute. I don't I'm afraid of heights. Well, if you're going to if you're offing yourself, what's the wouldn't that be the best time to get over it? (laughs) You're like, wow, this wasn't so bad until that splat at the end. But I'm not a big fan of heights either. I know ironic when being six foot six, it's uh, I yeah, I never like driving over the big bridges like in florida yeah i I would never be there's some of these you see on youtube where they have services at one end of the bridge where somebody will drive your car over with you in it because there are a lot of people that would be like "Uh i would be one of those people oh my god i mean i make it over the normal size bridges and you still feel that little bit and you know it's absolutely insane although until you see the infrastructure of the bridges in illinois and that where it's like uh, there's a chance they're going to come down while you're on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> but I'd be one of those people on those like two mile, three mile long bridges that are way, way, way up there. Be like, nope, I'll let somebody else do that. I would, I would much rather not do that. So I'm not a fan of heights, but you're right. It couldn't, wouldn't be a duel. So neither one of us could carry on. No. Planet rage would end that Larry show would end. Go to that Larry show.com. Random thoughts, R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts would end. Do you know what's going to be on that Larry show this week? It's going to be, it's going to be a Halloween episode of a different stripe. Um, You just have to tune in and find out for yourself. So, but it's, it's going to be good. It is some of the best storytelling. There's a lot of what I hear from everybody. It's the storytelling and you want to check that out that Larry show.com. And you can also go over there to the uh, Patreon and get plenty of more episodes. Yes. Maybe something we need to do here eventually. Now we're like, ah, with a hundred episodes, are we going to keep doing this? Yeah. And what about random thoughts? You got anything on tap? uh, You know, yet, or is it a jump ball? It'll be a jump. I go to see the, uh, my doctor who I haven't seen him in at least a year because he's been out for months. So I usually would be getting good information from him because he is a guy that I trust. Good. Gives me the information. This, this is not your cardiologist. Correct. The cardiologist was retiring. This guy like broke his back or something, but he's a big Blackhawks fan. So I'm sure he'll be happy that, uh, that the Blackhawks are, well, they're not going to probably win the Stanley cup this year. They've got the hottest player in the NHL, an 18 year old phenom. Mm. who looks like he is uh, the real deal. I mean, granted, you have to still prove yourself. You can't get hurt and all that. But there was always a lot of Blackhawk stuff in the doctor's office. And I don't know if they still do it, but like a year and a half, two years ago when we were in there, when the nurse asks you like the questions that the government tells them to ask. Yes. Well, have you been depressed or be having any thoughts of suicide? <laughs> and I mean, everybody in that office knows how big of a, a fan the the doctor is because there's all the gear all over the place. And the, when they ask that question, have you been depressed or considering suicide? I'm like, nope, I haven't been following hockey. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, I mean, this year I'm back. I mean, I've not followed hockey. And because when the Blackhawks won and they won multiple championships since I was last watching, I hate being a bandwagon jumper. Yeah. So I refuse to start watching a team when they're winning. So now that they got a new kid, but they're still not like great. I feel like I can jump back on the bandwagon a little bit. Do it. Do, do it, buddy. Do not want to be a bandwagon. And I've realized, uh, you know, even with perfect eyes, nobody could follow the puck on television. <laughs> it's one of those. <laughs> you just listen to the announcers and you kind of yeah. get an idea of where everybody's moving. Yeah. Kind of just the way random thoughts works. And uh, you never know where it's going to go. Just like that Larry show and this the 100th episode of Planet Rage. Join us again next week for another tour group. And thanks again, everybody, for supporting the show. Thanks, gang. For telling your friends about it, for leaving reviews where you can. I think we're just getting started. They made a hell of a, a, a centennial episode for, for us. Thank you, everyone. It was wonderful. Really? Yes, it is an honor. Thank you. Yes. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Whole world going Planet Planet Planet.
yeah. And thank you, sir. John Fletcher for that music, that oh, screaming. Yeah, yeah. We've done the impossible. <laughs> we got Larry to sit for three hours. Had that happen. <laughs> <laughs> for planet rage. Yeah.